Bloop. Thanks, Duncan. Mm. Live from the Audi MLS playoffs, brought to you by Audi and Major League Audi Soccer. Ooh. It's the Vocal Minor Audi Podcast, presented by Audi. hey I'm buying a fucking Hyundai, it doesn't matter. My, my toque says Kia, Mark. My toque says Kia. I'm not, not a corporate whore. I'm mm. not a corporate whore. Mm. Four cars. Mm. Only four? Oh, okay. For kids. All right. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Vocal Minority Podcast. The podcast that is enjoying this relaxing time before Toronto FC players start to depart and all sorts of off-season madness con- concludes. Sorry about that. Uh, I'm just going to keep going. On this week's show, we look at a rather <laughs> exciting Power first through. week of MLS playoff matches, mm. talk some CanCon, and then we'll be joined by this week's very special guest. Yes, Mr. Joshua Cloak will be here to talk all things TFC and, of course, his book, Come On You Reds. <sighs> Will be here. That's just some kind of bullshit. Apparently, Bill Manning. He was a guest. I know he was here, he here, was here before we started. Show. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. And well, that's why. How many beers? Exactly. Paul Byrne, you know, president of the entire fucking league and everything. Yeah. He was the here. Entire show. Yeah. How and how thoughtful was that? And yeah. and David Monsalve. Like, David Monsalve. You know, yeah. super nice guy. Yeah. Uh, legend. Mm-hmm. Legend. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was here. But yeah. Started recording. And let's yeah. not forget James Grassi, yeah. MLS writer extraordinaire. And he brings us treats. And he doesn't have a book, but you know, whatever, it's okay. Yeah. Well, these authors, right? You know, it just goes mm. right to their heads. Oh. Oh, I know. Put Moxie Fruvis in. Seriously. Mm. Baby lives a bunch of authors. Anyway. Oh. Yeah. Not doing it. Go on. Thank you. Uh, and now to this week's panel. Oh. Uh, I'll explain later. Oh. Uh, first up, uh, our child at heart. Welcome to Duncan Fletcher. Hello. How goes the Lego, Duncan? Oh, uh, you know, okay. Also, if you don't want it, I'll take it. Uh, we're we're planning to sell it. Damn it! What Lego? Duncan got <laughs> Lego. Oh, excuse me. Sorry, Duncan got Roz's Lego. Yeah, Roz's uh, parents are moving out of her childhood home that they've been living in since God knows how long, mm-hmm. clearing out her garage, uh, which included uh, like two or three fairly big boxes of all the Lego Roz had as a kid. So Nerd. we've got a shitload of like 1980s British. Lego thing was like uh, it looks awesome. a town with a police station and uh, an airport and a bunch of houses. If I had the disposable income, I would horsey, still buy it from him. Little horsey set, a, a bike repair shop. We're all sorts of things. gonna talk offline about this. Exactly. Okay. All right. Might know a guy. <laughs> it's me. Ah. Uh, feeling the stadium pressure from the interwebs. It's Mark Hinckley. Like seriously, I'm busy doing a work thing, and somehow <laughs> five of you managed to find enough time. To go on about a goddamn stadium review. Okay, thanks. You're Cloud, welcome. That's an email thread, not a Twitter thread. It's an email thread. Just write an email. But no, Twitter. We're Boom. hoping you'll cave to public 19 pressure. 19 fucking notifications <laughs> on the subject of why there's no stadiums in the Kitten Stadium podcast. Build more, okay? It's Just in the name, more. Mark. Yeah. Whatever. Maybe they build more if you talked about the one that they just built. Oh, fuck me. Uh, <laughs> Tony can't be with us this week, which is good because then no one has to share chairs. Um, he's still celebrating the Spurs win from yesterday. So, oh, congrats! Yeah, yeah. Congrats. Um, they beat uh, Anthony Precourt's other team. They did. Yeah, okay. They did. His Dutch team. Yes, mm. on a known goal. It was delightful. Mm. Um, as for me, it's the worst. I'm angrily shaking my head at McLean's magazine. That's the resistance. Fuck you. Mm. I am your host, Kristen Knowles. Now to this week's show. 
seriously. Aren't rich white people the resistance? Oh yeah. Oh, rich white men are definitely oh, sorry. the resistance. Mm. I see. I don't. I don't assume. Uh, rich white leaders of conservative parties. I, I, don't, I don't assume mm. Andrew Shear's uh, gender. So <laughs> that's not fair. He didn't say that. On the plus side, given the uh, recent events, it's only a matter of time before one of those five is involved in a sex scandal at That's some point. That's true. That's an excellent point. Hopefully it's with one of the other Probably four. Week. Yes. Be very wary yeah. opening your Instagram DMs, ladies. <laughs> very wary. Ah, All right. Well, for those of you who didn't pay for the Ontario podcast, I can't help you. No. Uh, it's time to dive straight into all things MLS because, hey, what else do we really have to talk about right now? There's anything. There's something else. Uh, welcome to the playoffs. You know, we, we've often railed against the need for playoffs in MLS because, you know, snob. as oh. they expand and there's more teams and everybody makes it. But you know what? Sometimes sometimes they're a lot of fun, even when your team isn't in the picture. And um, I'm not sure. I'm worried about the MLS sla- scriptwriters a little bit. I feel like they're slacking a touch. Mm-hmm. But they did bring some good material um, over the last week. Mm. So first, uh, the knockouts on Wednesday and Thursday saw the knockout rounds between the lower seats. Wednesday night, ah, I was fine. Wasn't really that much to write home about. The Pizza Rats easily dispatched the Union. Mm. And uh, it was the Valeri show as the Timbers ousted uh, Mark Hinckley's FC Dallas. (laughs) But Thursday night. Oh, Thursday night. Thursday night was (laughs) delightful. Um... And really, I, I you know, I should probably reverse this, but no. First up, you had DC Rue versus the crew, and with one storyline having to come to an end, because one did, um, you know, they traded goals, and it was, oh, or this, oh, what's going to happen? Oh, what's going to happen? Oh, you know what's going to happen? They're going to go to kicks. Nick DeLeon is the savior. Yes, Nick DeLeon at the death. Oh, yes. Oh, but no. Uh, so, yes, it went to kicks. With both Wayne Rooney and Acosta missing. Magical and then a little sad. A little sad. And then a little sad for, uh, uh, for Nick DeLeon. Yeah. I'd have been happy with DC winning with Rooney missing. Missing, yes, I agree. <laughs> and uh, But then the crew emerge victorious. Mm. And uh, although I thought I thought their storyline was done once they were saved, but apparently there's like a third act in this. I don't know. MLS scriptwriters are a bit weird sometimes. I so. can't wait to see how they play the whole. Let's give the trophy to the owner bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Please can, let a player I, snatch it from Col- his hands. Can <laughs> Columbus host? Is there anyone in the West that finished with a lower record? I'm on it. If it presumably Real Salt Lake. Yeah. Presumably. I'm Anybody on it. Else? Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I, think, I think just Columbus them. are hosting and Columbus wins and they give the trophy to... You are correct. Uh, Real, the- Real Assault Lake crew, which is what I secretly hope for. Yes. No, I openly hope for. Marketing dream. Yeah, I want that so bad for so many reasons. I know. Just probably because I basically the, don't like everybody else that's left. So Probably the best marketing final since uh, Colorado versus Dallas. Oh, yeah. And which, oh. which shitty team got to watch? Which shitty city got to Oh, God. I don't, I don't know. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll treasure that always because I yes. didn't go. Um, and then because the, 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 this match, the, the early match went so late, they actually held the kickoff 
of Zombie Shivas versus RSL. I would be pissed if I was there. So would I. But they did. And, you know, Bob Bradley's team had seemed destined to go deep into the playoffs this year. You know, like they'd had they'd had a strong season the whole season, pretty much always in the playoff race. You know, oh, look at this rookie team doing so well, blah, blah, mm, blah. Mm. But Mike Pecky and company had other ideas. As on the strength of two goals by Damir Krelek and an own goal by Walker Zinnerman, which kind of made me laugh. Um, RSL moves on 3-2. And come on, who doesn't want more Pecky? Mm. Right? I want all the Pecky. All Pecky, mm. all the time. And then it's time for Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Saw all, yes, Mark. I will say, I will say, I will say uh, regardless of whatever st- stupid label they give it, um, there's, I kind of understand why um, the uh, the uh, hut hut football people uh, do enjoy their Sundays because you literally get matched and then match and then match and then match and then match until you pass out drunk. Um, I gave up, but I did watch like two and a half games. I watched them all, which was one and a half to two more than I thought I would. <laughs> Uh-huh. All right. Well, yeah, Sunday did see all four matchups being played out over the course of the day. And, you know, with uh, the daylight savings thing, it felt extra long. It really, <laughs> really did. By the end. Oh, boy. Uh, first up was the crew versus the energy drinks. Um, Columbus would take home the home leg with a one nail win, courtesy of a very nice goal from Jesse Zardes mm. um, on a very nice ball from Iguain. Yes, yes, it was. Delightful. It was. Uh, next up, the Timbers were at home to the Sounding Enthusiasts, and really it was a game of two halves. Yes, I know they're all games of two halves, but as all the action was really on it in the first half, including a stunner of a goal um, from Sebastian Blanco. Yeah. And uh, yeah. mounting injuries as the half wore on to both uh, Seattle lost both Chad Marshall and Christian Roldan. Not Aww. good. Aw, poor babies. I don't really want, like, anyone to be truly hurt, and so I sort of felt, you know, but, you know, I don't mind seeing them leave because it's Seattle. Yeah. As long as they're not hurt badly, I'm good with this. Uh, So the second half was mostly scrappy and a bit boring, as the Timbers did indeed put a lid on it and uh, take a lead going into the away leg. Then the MLS scriptwriters took over. Mm. As the Pizza Rats hosted the AU guys, we got to see a waved-off goal for Atlanta to keep everyone interested and on the edge mm. of their seats. Oh, oh, maybe the plot won't work out the way we think. Oh, oh. no. Oh. Then God, they went this up. This is bullshit. How the fuck can they be rephrasing this? Oh, it's because of that thing. Fair enough. Can yes, exa- exactly. As you were. Okay. Tail between our legs, yes. Mm. Uh, and then they did go up 1-0 before the half. Uh, I remember who scored the goal, but it was his first MLS goal, of course. Naturally. You know, because yeah, that goes the with the... Sp- guys, yeah. It starts with an R, something like that. Um, So they hung on to... The correct answer is Remedy. Oh, thank you. Or maybe it's Remedy. If it's Remedy, Remedy. that would be even better. That would be awesome. But I'm going to go with Remedy because it's Atlanta and they don't deserve something that cool. That's true. Remedy. Uh, so yeah, so they are the only away team to win their win the first leg mm. and uh, head back to Mercedes Benz Stadium, New York, New York. The city's so nice; they lost twice. <laughs> <laughs> so the last match of the Jersey, day, but, you know, hey, yeah, let's not let's not get proper locations 
get in the way of a very good joke. So the last match of the day, honestly, I only really remember parts of because I'm pretty sure I was falling asleep during it because it was so it was just so tired. It was such a long day. Um, But was uh, Mike Pecky's team hosting the Sporks? Uh, KG first half uh, that did see, unfortunately, RSL star uh, Rucksack pick up a yellow um, that will see him miss the second leg due to yellow card accumulation. That's not good at all. The correct answer is Rusnak. Rucksack. We we call him Rucksack. Just just in case. In the second, Didn't sound like you meant it as a joke. I totally meant it as a joke. (laughs) Albert Rucksack. I have them both in the the rundown here. Allie. Yeah. Allie Rucksack. L. L. Rucksack, you know, yeah. from down the block. Um, that changed like to six different accents in one sentence. That was amazing. So in the Chameleon second, of <laughs> audio, I was happening. Uh, in the second, Rusnak uh, made good use of his remaining time on the pitch um, as he fired RSL out to a one nil lead. Things were looking good, Yay. and yeah. then mm. a very uncharacteristic error by Nick Romando. Oh, it's though. What? Though Mike Pecky would lay a lot of the blame on his defenders for continuing to cycle the ball back to Ramondo in his post-match comments. I, I believe it was freaking defenders, because yeah. that's why we would say it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, saw the Sporks tie things up, and that's how things would end. 1-1. One, one. Do you think mm-hmm. Nutre knows how to work the printer yet? I didn't see any handouts at the presser, so I'm saying no. That's probably because new trades haven't figured out how to work the printer yet. Uh, one mm-hmm. other thing from Sunday's matches, mm-hmm. uh, the return of Crew Cat. <gasps> At the Magical. spotted at the match on Sunday Things are was Crew better. Cat. So the question is, is will we see more of the mangy mascot as the crew's second life in Columbus continues? We absolutely should. I, we I, hope yeah. so. Precod can take his fucking Screw Cat off to fucking exactly. Austin yeah. and install him as Austin's mascot Hells and bring yeah. back fucking Crew Cat. Bring back the fucking construction worker badge as well while we're at it. Get rid of oh. this whole fucking Crew SC nonsense that Precot foisted on everyone and get back to your proper fucking Columbus roots. Okay, I so I'm you PSV guy. I'm I'm happy with you on that. Oh, and, and no, oh. here's why. Go on. I really do think Columbus's badge is amazing. Oh, the badge it's is gorgeous. Awesome. The problem is it's now tainted. it's forever tainted. It is, but it's so and pretty. It is. It's amazing. They did such a good I just, job with it. It's it's not just the one of the best badges in MLS, if not the best badge in MLS. It's in the top. It's just so good. It's in the it's top 20 of the world, and I only say that because I've never actually listed it. Look for my 12-part series coming up in the spring of uh, the best badges. Uh, but I, I feel like we, we need to be getting to the kitten badge podcast. You know, forget stadiums. Kitten badge podcast, I think, would, would probably work uh, a lot better. Oh, or you could all go to our Instagram page and look at the CanCon FC badges. Yes. Which are exquisite. They are delightful. And, and mm. why more of you aren't liking them is beyond yeah, me. Yeah, Degrassi. Hello. Chap is... F- Hello. <laughs> Fuck. Fucking Canadian I, I, soccer TV I, fans. I like that the Grab Shaft one so much. Get I want to see that on a, on a kit. No, I, I really totally do. do. It's pretty. I it's really so do. pretty. And the Fraggle Rock one. The Fraggle Rock is oh, fantastic. So good. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, second leg. Uh, who advances? Sorry. Sorry. No. No, 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 no. No, this is fantastic. Okay. okay. So, on on, on, on uh, Sampadoria's kit, it says ERG, right? Yeah. That's, it's, I don't even know what that is, but that's their sponsor. We put, we put the Fraggle Rock one and changed it to FRG for Fraggle. Oh. Fucking writes itself. Mm. Good job. Make a note. Mm. Make it happen. Oh, I'm sure I'm sure when Tony listens to this. 
Uh, he'll remind me, so we're fine. There we go. It'll be, we'll be all good. He'll be on me immediately. Yeah. Um, all right. Second legs. Sorry. So um, three of the matches are on Sunday, but for whatever bizarre reason, I don't know what it is. Seattle is opted Seahawks. to. Oh, of course it is. Yeah. Seattle's playing on Thursday night, and oh, uh, so okay. sounding enthusiasts. So they can Thursday? ruin the pitch for, and then and then, and then everything yeah. else is Sunday. Okay. Um, you know, they're looking a little bit more than a beat down, and now they're missing Chad Marshall officially. He uh, had uh, knee surgery. Oh, yeah, um, that's, that's not good. Yeah, something about his meniscus, and uh, Christian Roldan currently listed as day-to-day. Mm. Who advances? Yeah, if, if only they had a, a couple of extra days to get him back before Yeah, Sunday. you know, mm. amazing. Uh, I am going to stick with my prediction from last week. Uh, Seattle will advance Portland. Uh, not good enough. I don't remember any of my predictions, so I'm going to go with Portland. I'm saying Portland. Just, I'm probably changing just, from... Just no, I, no, I think I'm okay. pretty... Anyway, uh, Sporks versus RSL? RSL, just to, to keep the dream of uh, the Columbus-hosted uh, final alive. Yes. Mm. Um, Mike Pecky all the time. Yeah, it's... Honestly, it's... That's one plus... Uh, fuck Sporks. Always. Yes. Plus, um, I, 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 I want RS. I want that yes. final to happen. Mm. All right. And, and yeah, pro pecky. The whole yeah. Yeah, it all works. It's a-, a better story, scriptwriters. Exactly. Hello. Uh, speaking of AU guys versus the Pizza Rats. Uh, AU guys win. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Neither do I. Fully. This is the one I want like a comet to hit, but uh, this is what's happening. They get one more round. You know what? I want. I. I I, I want New York City to advance, uh, mostly because their pitch is terrible, and every time they play on TV, it's just a further embarrassment of the league. And the sooner Atlanta disappears, <laughs> the sooner we can just not. They don't even get to put an asterisk next to their season. It's just like oh, everything was a, it was everything was a bust. There's silver medals for everyone. Yeah, it's fantastic. Sixty-nine points. Okay, but you didn't win the supporter shield. You oh, didn't win this. Oh, you, you didn't win. Did you, you didn't win anything. No, did you? you, you I, don't, Huh. Does that even get you into uh, Champions League? Probably, uh, probably not. It, it probably depends on who wins the whole exactly. thing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So the fact that now their entire magical season will disappear based on somebody else's efforts it's completely delightful. is... That would be... Fuck you, you're new. Get in line. All right. Well, <laughs> speaking of the Sporter Shield winners, Energy Drinks versus The Crew. Um, I am going to go with uh, the crew for a variety of reasons. One, to keep the dream of the crew hosting alive. Yes. Uh, Secondly, uh, kind of like Max saying, you know, fuck you, you're new. You've got to stay in line. I feel, you know, the opposite from that. Yeah, the Red Bulls, they've been around forever. They've had some good teams. They're doing this and this. They've won three spotter shields in uh, six years. And they never win the MLS Cup. And That's a tradition that should be maintained. And plus, there are people respected. out there that haven't used the That's mm-hmm. So Metro hashtag yet, I'm sure. Yes. So. yes. Yeah. Um, Columbus, for all the reasons before. And also, fuck Red Bulls. Exactly. Mm. Always. Fuck their terrible drinks. Fuck teams from New York, seriously. Or New, or New Jersey, unless yeah. it's hockey. 71 points. That's me. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Still haven't won fuck all. Exactly. Yeah. Except the plate. Three spotter shields are nice. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. They're shiny. Get, you don't put a star over the badge for that shit. They really should. But they yeah, they, they really should, put, should. They should put a circle. There you go. Uh. Green hearts, blue diamonds. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right, MLS Awards. A few have been announced, and uh, I'd like to I'd like to congratulate the VMP crew for uh, their excellent taste and mm-hmm. knowledge mm-hmm. of of MLS things. Um, 
I will take sole ownership of the Corey Baird uh, winning Rookie of the Year because... Um, you're the only one who seemed to give a fit. Yeah, exactly. Because I really like him. <laughs> who is the other two options? I don't remember. Right, I don't, exactly. I don't remember now. But oh, it was um. Uh, those other guys. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Yep, yep. Matt somebody. Matt somebody. <laughs> oh fuck. And, oh, uh, I would get his number and put the word somebody on the back, just to have that Portland Timbers kid or whatever fucking team you're thinking of. As long as it's not Sporting Kansas City, because no, 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 that's no. pretty. All right, um, goalkeeper of the year, Zach Steffen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good for him. Uh That's awesome. Yes. That is awesome. And well-deserved. Yes, and very, very entertaining to watch the uh, Seattle people on Twitter lose their shit. That uh, oh hey, he won the media vote, but then all the players and the clubs didn't vote for him. This is outrageous. I mean, have you not seen the stats and the analytics? He's really he's much clearly the much better player. Why these people aren't paying enough attention? And they should have voted for our guys. What did they know? This isn't fair. Boo hoo! <laughs> Wambulance. Ah, I loved it. Yeah, it was... best keeper doesn't mean best stats necessarily. <clears throat> exactly. Mm. Um, and comeback player of the year, Zardes. Yeah. Yeah. Totally deserved. Yeah. Awesome. Fuck the other guys. Man. All right. Yeah. Uh, a couple other things in MLS news. Uh, the worst kept secret. <gasps> now Ooh, what zo- is it? Now that Zombie Shivas is out of the playoffs, oh. Mark oh, DeSantos. That's what we were waiting for. Announced uh, as White Caps coach. That's, yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, it, sure. is, it was so poorly kept, I forgot. I thought that was already announced. I know. But again, I'm glad it's official. I am delighted for him. This is Honestly, this is a great appointment. Like, whoever decided to make him coach. I don't even care where in MLS he was coaching. I, I just, I'm just excited for him. Um, interested to see if he keeps a focus on Canadian players, because that's kind of one of his things. Mm-hmm. And um, it'd be interesting to see was if... Was it uh, sort of by necessity, or is it mainly by choice? <laughs> I think it's been maybe a little both, but he's spoken very, he's been pretty outspoken about wanting to nurture some Canadian talent. So Young Nana to Vancouver. Mm. That would make me so happy. I'm, I'm, I'm all for that. I just, <laughs> I just want to see Nana do well. He deserves better. He mm. really does. Rereading pl- Josh's book made that sad pl- for me. And playing for the, uh, Playing, playing for Forge FC, which is a very credible football club. That is a very credible football um, club. You're would right. Be, uh, would be most pleasant for for, for your friend, Mark, because mm. he's, he's a fan. And then last but not least, it's time for some space balls. No, not the movie. God, that would have been amazing. I know. Uh, MLS unveiled its new ball for next season. Mm. Oh. And it's... Oh, it, it's, I, it's, it's such a slow news day. That it that's is a thing. exactly. Well, they they call it something silly. What did they call it? Are we just going to leave him out there? Did he not come in? Come in. There God, we're is. recording. Oh, yeah. Seriously, did you not see the red light? <laughs> I saw a reefer madness. <laughs> that's true. Hey, that's hey, true. Ladies and gentlemen, all right, for those welcome to Joshua Clark. Yeah. Mister Mister J Cloak. Himself, J.K. Joshua, half a show cloak. Anyway, so uh, yeah, there's a new ball. It's got some stupid name. It oh, cool. sorry, yes. Nativo Questra. I drove one of those sure. a couple years ago. Yeah, and, I know. And uh, how was the handling? Uh, great. It handles corners really well. <laughs> <laughs> What's it like uh, passing? Uh, uh, it's it's awkward. Still doesn't signal properly. Ah, damn. Mm. So. Where's the beer? 
in the fridge where it always is. Ladies and gentlemen, Josh Cloak. Yay! <laughs> Looking for beer. I like that. It's been here for about five seconds. First question is beer. Yeah, yeah. You and your promises. You and your promises. And to be fair, he did at least come in and put his coat down. Uh, that's true. Before, before, before the, he uh, went to get the beer, the beer. Which, that's that's a good uh, point. Yeah. Respectable. Get on, Mike. Don't worry. Get, get comfy, man. Haven. Good. How are you guys? Good. Yeah. Good. good. Stuff. I forgot to tell him to bring the songs. You can't you're, miss, the you're missing out on finished hip hop. Right oh. Sorry, I forgot. I'm it's okay. The, the Spotify playlist. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> We're about to go into CanCon. Are we going to do that? We want to skip it? We should be able to do it. Okay. All right. All right. There's not I'm, a lot. I'm not under time restraints. So. I'm under baby restraints. That's what I'm under. All right. Fair. Uh, you should be able to break out of those. You're an adult for fuck's sake. I cannot. There's three tiny sections. All right, fine. Three tiny sections. We're going to try this. Of CanCon. All right. So the international break isn't upon us yet, so we don't have a ton of CanCon stuff to talk about, except uh, the Canadian men's U20 team is currently playing in the CONCACAF U20 championships. And they started them in fairly good shape as they managed to squeak past both Dominica and managed a win against Guadeloupe despite a so-so match. I know, I know. With the exception of Noble Okello, who is delightful, and if you don't know that name, write it down. Um, if you got to see TFC2 at all last year, uh, you probably noticed him. He's a lot of fun. Uh, however, then came a match against Panama. Oh, dear. Uh, a poor pitch, uber concacaf refing, uh, brilliant save by the Panamanian keeper towards the end of the match. Saw the youngsters lose 2-1. And now they've got a bit of a hill to climb if they hope to get to Poland next year for the U-20 World Cup. However, they still have two matches left. Uh, also, like the senior team, playing St. Kitts and Nevis. <laughs> so basically just everyone travels at once is the way I figure sure. it. Um, and then their last match in this is Martinique, and we will see what happens. So fingers crossed. Do we, do we have to finish top of the group? I think that's sort of the way it's looking we're, we're now. Yeah, the loss to, I think, also goal differential. Panama's probably going to beat all these teams as well. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so... Uh, we shall see. I uh, do have a quick question because uh, you mentioned it. I remember when the team squad got announced, as did uh, a number of people, the fact that they left some of the younger stars uh, oh. with the senior mm. team. And, you know, Herdman's in charge of this whole program. And I get him wanting to keep, you know, his squad together. But there was time to at least have, you know, some of these guys play a couple games with the younger team um their seasons are over wherever they're playing right now and they're not with their new clubs yet so was this a mistake i i think the idea is just that a lot of those guys that are under 20 are just beyond it and that's no slag on on you know the players that are with this under 20 team but i mean i think if we're talking about the 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 boosties and the alfonso davies and you, you know are, is their development served by playing in this tournament a tournament that they have clearly progressed beyond in terms of their own development by qualifying for a world cup and getting to play in a world cup i think that would would right provide but some I, kind of benefits I also to be as leaders maybe for some of their fellow you know youth players right i guess i guess what i'm trying to say is a lot of these players are just you know they've they have professional kind of commitments of their own that that might have you know been a bigger 
I don't know, drag on their time. So I just, I mean, yeah, if you insert Alfonso Davies, just for example, into this mix, like we're not having discussions exactly. about losing to Panama. No. You know, so yeah, I mean. And, it, and, and so I think that makes it a valid question. Would it have gotten better results? Probably. Would it have helped Alfonso Davies' development as a player? Probably not. So I guess you have to ask, I mean, what's more important here, the development of But how would players? it hurt his development? I, I feel like you know, this particular tournament, maybe not. But, you know, again, I was saying a World Cup next year or whenever it is, I feel like that would help him. Sure, of course. But, I mean, I guess when you look at these players, I think, I think Herdman wants to treat them. I, th- I think if Herdman wants to take this youth movement, which I guess is what yes, we're calling Yes, is something he's very fond of. Yeah, I guess if he wants to really show the world that, you know, Canada is, is ripe with young talent. He wants to show Canadians that, look, we have a lot of young talent. Um, I think he just wants to give them as many, I I hate to say big-time opportunities, because, again, you don't sure. want to degrade the players that are, yeah, I, I think he just wants to, you know, he just wants to put them in. I know you keep saying that. He's you not know? wrong. No, he's not he's wrong not at wrong, all. Josh. But I guess, like, you know, again, Davies, Boosty, uh, who else are we missing here? I don't know how old is Baloo. I mean, these are these are players that you could just argue have have just progressed beyond this game. And and he, I think he's looking at this U twenty team as just strictly as a as a development as a place for young players to develop. And if you have developed past that development stage, if that makes any sense, there's no real need for you to be there. I mean, you have to look at like Davies has just finished. A whole season, and now he's going to be going to Bayern quite soon after this game against St. Kitts with the senior team. I, I, I don't know if you want to put that kind of travel and extra games on him. You know, you got to be thinking long term with these players. I feel like if Vancouver was still in the playoffs, Josh, he'd the still team. be playing. So I hear. Sure. So I hear. If Vancouver were in the playoffs. Well, yeah. yeah. No, I, I again, I, I think, uh, yeah. You have to ask the question, what's what's more important here? The team getting results and qualifying for this U20 World Cup or these players developing on their own? Seems like Herdman's made that decision. Um, I, I, it doesn't seem like s- such a bad one to me. Well, you, you're right in a sense because more games are never a bad thing, yeah. right? And he's not. Games, like, games are good. The way I look at it is, he's not that far off the end of the MLS season. The St. Kitts Nevis match for the senior team, there's some time. So. You know, yes, once that's over, because then the senior team takes the same kind of off-season break as everybody right. else. So there is time for him to rest. You know, his season with Bayern isn't going to start suddenly in December. So he has, like, Anthony Davis being, Alfonso Davies. Why did I say Anthony Davies? I was thinking mm-hmm. basketball. That's terrible. No, that's um, okay. Nerd. Alfonso Davies uh, is, you know, he's he's got... He has some time just out, right. out of the sort of like one of the players that's in my head for that. But like I get what you're saying. It's just I don't think it's an invalid query. The, f- the flip side, and, and you're right, is if and let's take a, a player that you mentioned, uh, Noble Okello, who I, I see great, great potential. In. Oh, yeah. I mean, when you watch him with TFC, too, he's arguably as smooth a passer of the ball as, as TFC kind of have in their in their prospect core. Um, if Herdman sees him somewhere down the road as as a player that can contribute on the senior men's side, then perhaps you would want the Alfonso Davies of the world who have played for the senior men's side say kind of, here's what it's like, here's what you have to expect. That kind of cohesion from top to bottom is probably part of Herdman's plan 
early on. And I don't know, I guess now that Canada has this core of, of young, exciting players or players that we have been told are very young and very exciting, this is part of the youth movement. Um, you know, maybe we're not having this conversation if, if they weren't so kind of vaunted because they're sure. being presented as like, these are the guys that are going to lead us to 2026. Mm-hmm. So, so let's not, uh, th- that's kind of the vibe I get is let's not, not necessarily waste our time, but like these guys are, these guys are big now. This is the big time and they should be treated as such. You wonder if that's kind of the message that, that Herbin might be drilling into them at this point. Is, is the hubris in there? I mean, do you think that he was actually hoping to qualify for the World Cup and thought, eh, we don't need these guys. These are the guys who can qualify. And then when we get there, we'll bring these guys in. Yeah, I mean, John Herdman seems to be a guy that, that wants to give young players a, a lot of opportunities. And, and perhaps that's, that's another way to look at it, too, is if you bring the, the Davies and the Boosties in there, then, then you know, you're robbing other players of, of an opportunity. You're robbing Tariq Muhammad of, a, of an opportunity. So... Perhaps he's thinking about it like that. Um, hubris, maybe not such a bad thing to have in Canadian soccer. In, in, in you know, at, at this stage, I, I I don't know. I I I was asked this question on Twitter as well, um, and it, it's it seems to me like Herdman has a, a pretty clear plan, and we're mm-hmm. we're starting to see that kind of manifest itself now because it was a lot of talk early on yeah. when he first came, and now we're starting to see what a, a youth movement looks like. Oh, I have time for Herdman. I just, I, I think it's interesting these, this this choice he made. But let's move on to the mm. CPL, speaking of developing young players in Canada. So the last round of the open trials uh, were in Victoria over the weekend. And so that stage of CPL player acquisition or looking at players is done. So now that they're, now that it's all over, they've got... They have like a watch list and a futures list. So players that could be invited to camps and some that have been invited as like the up and coming Canadians. Um, And so they're still obviously waiting for the U Sports draft, which we're going to talk about in a second. And then however else that whole bucket of five things that where they're drawing all the players from is going to happen because the league starts in five, less than six months, five and a half months. Mm -hmm. Come on, do something. Mm-hmm. All right. Sorry. Exciting. We just want to know. Mm-hmm. We just want to know. You, you, we've been saying that for a few years now. I know. We're very just, impatient. And with, and with every peeling layer, exactly. As with like every tiny closer, little bit of information, we get we get more and more enough. impatient. We want mm-hmm. all of it. Indeed. At this point. So um, next week then is the first uh, CPL U Sports draft for mm-hmm. the soccer players. And we mm-hmm. talked about that a bit last week and our delight in letting um, young players go back to their educations and not losing their eligibility, which again is a huge thing. And I can't understate this enough. Like I just, it's such a good thing. Um, but the U Sports draft, so it starts on Monday behind closed doors. Dun dun dun. When when did when do we get to learn? You know, obviously we behind closed doors. Tuesday morning. When do we get to find? Out? Oh, the next day. Yes. Oh. I find that really wow. interesting, and and it also it's something that the CPL coaches kind of did during the open trials. I had a chance to talk to three or four of the coaches. Oh, uh, that's right. You got during, to go to some. Well, I mean, I got to is one way. I went and and stood there and watched and. Um, it wasn't like there was a secret code that I had to enter, but no, what is interesting to me, both about the U sports draft and about these open trials is the coaches, these seven coaches 
who will in five and a half months be competing against each other are seemingly working together right now yeah. to build this crop of talent. And I don't know if they're as concerned uh, about who goes where. It's more about let's find the best possible crop of players and then maybe divvy them up afterwards. Because, you know, it was interesting watching these open trials and, and looking at players and saying, you know, these these are players that are obviously, there's some players that are more talented than others and all these coaches are identifying that. But you wonder like in the back of their heads are some coaches saying, I, I want this guy to, to, to get on the list, but I don't want any other coach to get a look at him because I think I see something in him that maybe another right. coach doesn't. That has to be happening. That has to be happening. But but then ultimately, if you're uh, Rob Gale, for example, you have to be convincing Stephen Hart. No, no, no. This player is good enough to make the list, but don't look. But don't too look hard. at him. You know, and yeah. that, and and so when look we talk here. about when you, yeah, when I guess we, we give him a chance, right. it's nothing special. But you know, let's give we him need a to chance. fill out the list. When you, you know? talk about doing the draft behind closed doors, that's I, I I'm not alleging anything is is happening, but it does make me curious, like. How, how is this how are these rosters really being built are they are they being built to ensure parity i mean that was a bit that's a big part of, of mls right and be kind of what i'm thinking is maybe going on you know so though this draft happens and jim brennan shits the bed and say okay we, we need to fix this up a bit and move some things around right. or you know some players like yeah i do not want to play for that team so uh yeah can, uh, can I you know, move me around to here? It's just—it's a missed opportunity for they... some some publicity as well. Yeah. Stuff but, happening behind closed doors is not where the CPL should be at. But right I now. also wonder—is it a monetary thing? Like, is it you know what? You know, we're still a nascent league. We we haven't figured out all of our all of the money stuff. We haven't even released a, an issue on salary caps and you know team budgets and that sort of thing. Is it really not worth? Doesn't have to be big. Do it just 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 do it a, a, an that. online. Do it on Twitter. Do, yeah. do, do it on and I agree CPL with that, Twitter but stream. I, you know, what's Kurt doing? Kurt, honestly, what else are you doing? Aren't you following this around? You're in Vancouver. We know you are. Tweet this shit for us. Um, yeah. mm. But I, I, I think it's a really. He listens. Yeah. I think it's an interesting concept of what they're doing. It's very, very progressive to allow players to keep their university eligibility. Yeah, it's because amazing. It, yeah, because what it does is is allows them A to finish their degrees. Yep. So they're not becoming, you know, like a lot of like thousands of other pro athletes where you retire at twenty nine or whatever. And no like, skill. Right. So there's there's that just if we're thinking about it from a people perspective. But two, it it if you get to a player early enough and say, We see something in you, then that Go then finish your education. Go finish your education. But then maybe in two years, if some other club across the world yeah. says, well, we see something in you as well. It's, you know, mm -hmm. I think there's an inclination to, to dance with the one you came with. And, yep. and I think it's a good move to keep Canadian players in Canada. Agreed. Um, there is a good uh, Draft Day 101 um, article on the CPL website um, about how the it's going to work. And it's like any other draft, you know. There's various rounds. There's who's, timeouts allowed to be who, taken. Who's picking first? Do we know that? Uh, no, they're doing a, a lottery. So mm. the draft order will be determined prior to the draft with a lottery system conducted via a blind draw, as opposed to those sighted draws. Mm. Um, That's called choosing. And then they're gonna, you know, <laughs> they're gonna do whether you know what they call a snake draw. You know, top to bottom, right. bottom to top, mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. Um, uh, I don't know how many draw, how many rounds they're planning on having, but. Uh, 
yeah, so that uh, Tuesday, I guess, will be the big day when we find out who some of these players are. And then hopefully after that, we'll start seeing, again, more information about rosters. Um, slowly. Slowly. You slowly. know, with the Fury cutting cutting so many of their so-needed team mm. loose. Almost the nucleus of an entire I know. It's team. amazing. It's very it's, strange. It's, it's so you know, weird considering how close they were you. with that okay, whole roster. Um <laughs> No, anyway, David Monsalve, we're really happy that you're still in Ottawa, though. Good job. Right. Um, we're not, we're not going to keep bugging you about this at all, Ottawa Fury people. Yes, we are. Anyway, so the CPL, um, that part, again, anything that's happening with this is interesting and exciting, and please do try and pay attention, ask questions whenever you can. One last thing before we move away from the CPL. Uh, friend of Mark Hinckley, Alex Bunbury. <gasps> and follower of us. Hi, Alex. We love you. I don't know if you listen. You probably don't. You probably don't. Um, one of these days, though, Alex, uh, is talking about uh, starting or helping to support uh, a club in Montreal for the next expansion round, um, which is it, kind of exciting. Is, is he not like supporting and he is, but he, like he's got a club overseas, but he, Montreal? I think he's being Trading. really lured back to. Uh, it, it's, it's, I, it's like teal. It's, 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 it's okay. You are not. You know we're, the rules. We're not. We're not we're, I think I think there's an unofficial amnesty with that right now okay. in this situation. Fine, thanks. Um, Fine. If I if I understand if I remember correctly, he grew up in Montreal. Yes. So it's that's his. That's why that's his connection. Yeah, it's not. I mean, if we're gonna use that, he should be also helping Edmonton because that's where he first played. Was in no, was it, it has Brickman, to do so. with growing up there. Anyway, so but he made his name. Being this Edmonton. involved in 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 uh, in the open trials and in the league so far, I think has really sort of gotten him very much reconnected to Canadian soccer, which is which is exciting to have someone of his caliber and his stature um, continue to be involved, I think is is huge for the league potentially and uh, can be a lot of fun. So I would love to see him get a team going for the expansion next round of expansion. I don't really care where it is. I just think that would be awesome. Yeah, more. I don't know if I, I think they did the the wise thing by trying to stay far away from Vancouver, Montreal, and Toronto. So, I, I don't know. Maybe a team in Quebec City. I don't know. I, I like the idea of them finding markets that don't have... Trois-Rivières. Yeah. Sherbrooke. I mean, it's a suburb-ish. But, like, don't you like the idea of them kind of staying away from, from markets? From Toronto? Where, no! No, not at all. York not York is not that far. Yeah. It's not Toronto. Yeah. Future, future customers I, there. Mm, right. And I, I, you know, I realize you know you got to sort of protect your TFC press pass and everything. Got to tell the you got to tell the MLS party line. But yes, we want a fucking team in Toronto. He's been here for like ten minutes. That doesn't yeah. take long. Um, I love it. I I uh, I'm flabbergasted. I don't know what to say because I, I don't. I've never. My press pass has never been put in question. Uh, so far, so yeah. far, yeah. Uh, no, I, not over. Will this be the episode that we break it. <laughs> I don't know. What I mean, but yeah, I, I don't know. I like the idea of, I, and I like the idea of them going places where there's not much in the way of. I mean, people support other Put them in Saskatoon, you know. Like I like going to to um, Vancouver Island. I think that's a smart play. I like. Oh no, Victoria made tons of sense for uh, many many reasons. You know, there's a lot of Canadian soccer influence and roots there. Like that's that's. That was a no-brainer if they weren't going to do it in one of the Vancouver suburbs. Um, but the whole Toronto thing—that's a whole—that's a whole show in itself, right, yeah. Bill? Um, There's an off-season coming up. We can 
explore this. We'll have him back. We can. Yeah. All right. We got the perfect stadium location that's right behind Defren Mall. We just need money <laughs> and figure out who's going to sell it to us. Mm-hmm. One last thing before we leave Can uh, CanCon. Uh, I want to know where... Where this there's a ground, brook. yeah. It's like oh, spalting, right, yes, right there. Yeah, it's, but it's like right, right by the high school. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's got a good view of of the CN Tower. Oh, it's amazing. I spend sure. way too much time at Suffren Mall, and this is like Suffren that, Mall. Yeah, good one. That's Obviously, good. that's old school. Thing, as I, that's I'm not from around here. That's 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 a, that's old school Torontonian right there. I, I went to I went to a, a CPSL game many moons ago, and thought this is a great location. It just. It it feels like it's, it's got enough space. Park, it's just Parkdale needs to be FC. Parkdale yeah. FC. Mm, that is a nice ring. I I love it. I love it because then outside of Toronto, Clippers? we call it Toronto Parkdale because it's we don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're playing Toronto no. Parkdale. No, it's Parkdale FC. Yeah, for whatever. Nobody calls it Forge. It's Hamilton Forge. <laughs> Let's be fair. All right. One last bit of CanCon before we move on to Oof. TFC talk. Uh the Mississauga Metro Stars, Mo Babuli has been located, um, becomes the latest ex-Red and Canadian player to join the squad. Uh, the newly launched MASL club seems to be stocking up on Canadians so far for their preseason tryout things, including their very own Osorio. Mm. Anthony Osorio has joined the Mississauga Metro Stars as well. Nicholas, still with the TFC Academy. Um, for now. For now. We'll see what happens. Um, so if the wave for CPL footy is weighing on you and you live in the GTA and you like a little bit of indoor footy, Trek out to Mississauga to watch D-Row and Can's abs, you know, might tide you over for a while. Uh, their season kicks off December 8th. So, you know, check it out. They're pretty active on social media and uh, maybe they'll be streaming the games. I have no idea. Jimmy and I were there yesterday. Do tell. Jimmy, Jimmy and I went up to training. That's 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 gentleman Jimmy Grossi. <laughs> oh, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you right. went to training. I, 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 Ivan's been inviting me, but I have to work all the time. So. We, uh, we went up and checked it out. I think it was the first day of training camp. Um, and so Dero is in kind of a hybrid player coach role. Okay. Uh, he was not on the... I guess we're not calling it a pitch. He was on the court. It's on the training. carpet. <laughs> he, well, no, it was, well, yeah, I guess carpet. Um, and uh, he, what I loved, uh, and I'll have a story about him um, out next week on his uh, foray into um, the MASL. But what I loved is, you know, they, they were on the this pitch for about two hours training, uh, you know, playing these six-a-side games. And then as soon as they're finished, you know, they all look dog-tired and, Dero comes off the bench and gets in the middle of them all and, and just instructs them to do like, here's 20 push-ups, let's go. And, and, and these guys cannot keep up and Dero's just smashing these push-ups and then, all right, 20 sit-ups, let's go. And he's instructing them on the value of having a good breakfast and it was just, it was all very inspiring. I loved it. So given Hands that up. we're, we're going to talk about your book in a little bit, okay. um, I find this a tiny little bit hilarious given the, the Dero section under precky and so on right. about the about the workouts and the the having to work out all the time so i find that funny and i get what he's doing and i'm only slightly making fun of dero mostly because i'm sitting next to mark and mark will hurt me if i go a little too far duncan's safe across the table so mm. he can say whatever yeah, he wants but he he's he's just runs him through the ringer every day I, I yeah i'm not chris not as much i'm not aware of the the dero allegiances i don't i'm not sure where everybody stands it's fine, um, it's fine. 
well lives and lived and totally grew up in scarborough totally um yeah, weird I'm, I'm love for him yeah. I, I go back and forth i i, I you're, lean, on D, you're on the d-row fence i'm on the d-row fence i'm uh duncan yeah, is on d-row on d-row you're a non you're a non-row sure fair all right Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Something yeah, to get into I, on another day, or okay. again, yes, I, as we have for the last like five years. Chad. It sure is. How old is that? Peanut butter. It's the smell's amazing, isn't it? It's not a super appreciative place. No, 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 that's good. No, I'm, I'm, I'm savoring. That's good. That's very peanut buttery. Yeah. Without being like Reese's peanut butter. I know, it's good peanut butter. Yeah. Which is like you ground this peanut butter yourself. Yeah. Good yeah. job, Belching Beaver. I, I'm enjoying this. It's been a minute, but it's still me. It's a uh, small brewery from San Diego, California. Uh, Mark brought it back with him from Vegas. Yes, Mark discovered it from in Vegas at a pizza place. Oh my God! What, uh, what an origin story. Yeah. I, well, I, I I'm not a beer guy, but I love stouts. Okay. And I saw that on the menu. It's like, all right, I'm in. I'm, like, I'll try. I'll try. I'll give a stout. I'll give any stout one go. And it opened it up. And I could smell the peanut. Butter. I'm like, what the fuck? Wow. So I took a picture, sent it to, sent it to Kristen. She's asking me questions. As, also, you do. as you do also sent it to the wife and while I'm having this conversation with Kristen my wife is looking up where I can find it to buy to bring it back it's a very supportive yeah, wife she's she's good okay. she's, kind of, she's, 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 she's sweet I, she's a whole bunch of good we, we, yeah. you, you have to keep her if you don't we'll be very upset with you I'm just saying I'm, I'm not a fool I'm not a fool <laughs> anyway all right, before we dive into TFC Talk, where we talk about all things TFC, uh, Mr. Joshua, what's your time? My time? Yes. Is 6.46. Mine too. <laughs> wow. So I... Three, three. Yeah. I have time. God, you know, it's, it's, it's like, it's, 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 he fits in it's far like too seamlessly. A, it is like podcasting with, with five-year-olds. With a, it's amazing. With, a, with a one, one month? One month? Two months? One month yesterday. One, one month yesterday. One month, congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Well, it's like podcasting with a one-month-year-old. It is. We, that, ba- we I mean, I, I, I kind of lost all track of time myself. Excellent. Like 3 a.m. is 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 just another. It's just it's another just, time just of day. Time. It's a construct. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm I was I'm glad I was reminded of the time 6:47. Okay, but you have time. I have time. Excellent. Then we're gonna do TFC talk before we talk about your book. How's oh, that? Fair. Um, all right. So there's not very much TFC talk because on the fly. exactly as the players have mostly scattered off on vacations. Although some of them are here, and uh, they I, have to be back this week. They were only allowed. They were given a yeah. week off, and then they all have to come back, which is end of this week, right? Right. This is for, what? for more. They 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 have they were given a week off, and then they had to come back for like for end training. of year. No more training. Oh, it's actually training. Yeah. So it's wow. It's like yes, yeah, it's, it's over written again. to mm-hmm. their CBAs that they like players have to come. They they don't they have they, a union? I mean, really? Sorry, go on. No, as as I was, we were pretty surprised too that you, they were allowed a week off and they had to report back for some more training. I don't know how long. Oh, I thought it was just coming back for like year end little chats. You're staying, you're going. It's part of the. I think the year end, like the what are they called? The the exit interviews are part of it, but I I think there's more training involved as mm-hmm. well. 
Are you guys all expected to keep schlepping up to Downsview to we, watch this training? I don't know purpose? if no. I th- short answer no. Uh, <laughs> I, I think, and I think, okay. uh, I think at the end of the um, uh, their year end availabilities, I think that was a was a nice that was clean that break. was the year end. That was, yeah, that was a clean break. Uh-huh. I, I'm sure that it, training would be open, but I don't know. Wh- I, I don't know who would be interested in answering our questions. I'm just amused <laughs> at the idea of like scraping the bottom of the barrel for questions. So, so uh, Marky, um, you, you have you watched you, the playoffs? Have you, have you, mm-hmm. you playing Fortnite? Like, like he's just asking the most random ass questions. Uh, Marky, and we'll talk about him in a minute. Marky's going to be kind of busy for the next week or so. Okay. You know what I mean. I do you know, know what, what you mean. mean. Uh, I figure it'd be more like asking Hagland, like yeah. how he's doing, showing his kid around kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, right. Hagland's one of the ones who stayed in town, which has been kind of fun. Follow Nick Hagland on social media. You know, honestly, he's, he's delightful on Instagram. He really is. Um, and the guys that played basketball, that was funny. Mm-hmm. That was good. I enjoyed. Drew that. Moore was at the Leafs game last night, sporting his always Austin at Matthews. The, he's always at yeah. The Leafs he game. is. I I mean, they all live. A lot of them live downtown. Yeah. So it's a, it's a little jaunt to the ACC or whatever it's called now, the Scosche. Is that what we're calling it? I'm not. I don't know if that's what we are calling it. That's what it's being called. But yeah, as far as I understand, a lot of them are still. In town. I mean, yeah. you can tell where they are on their Instagram. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just follow them on Instagram. Yeah. Um, anyway, so there's not a ton of player talk at the moment, although there is a rumor to discuss. Um, and that'll, of course, change once the front office starts making cuts. And we can only hope, really, that they're looking to win the offseason again. Mm. Because mm. TFC winning the offseason is guaranteed good times, yeah. you guys. Mm. We had three in a row? Four in a row? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, we were, like, undefeated champions uh, for a while. I, I don't know why that isn't a scarf, to be honest. should be. Yeah. Um, so we talked a lot. We have talked a lot. We probably will about, like, player hubris, team hubris. Um, and first up, sort of on this Chris Mavinga recent tweet by him on uh, Halloween. Uh, my big mistake this year was because I love the team too much i wanted to help and i came back too quickly from an injury next year i will listen to the medical staff if i need to be treated properly and this is something i brought up earlier in the season and i said that you know players who i get that i get that they love their team and they want to do well and they want to you know keep the team going but there are medical people there for a reason you're not doctors fucking listen and again appreciate the passion however Look where the passion got you. It also seems a bit... Uh, the problem was I was trying too hard. Look at me. Hey. Uh, I sort of view Chris Mavinga as kind of a big puppy. I, 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 he seems fairly sincere in my world. I, I find it hard to see a lot of duplicity in him. But I am also very fond of Chris Mavinga. And Josh is making faces, so go. Well, I mean, you call him a puppy. And then I think about that YouTube clip of him kicking that guy in the face in France. That was years ago. That was years ago. Years ago. He's, he's grown into his puppyhood. Right. He's puppies, a dad now. People. Puppies do bite, yeah. Um, it's true. It, it, it was an interesting tweet um, for him to put out. I mean, he's there was probably a point late in the season where, you know, I think they, their season was, or their playoff hopes were really, really in doubt. And I think July. a lot of, maybe even before that. And I think a lot of people like look around the room and say, we, we know we're giving up a ton of goals. Um, we know we have center backs that can do the job. We know where they are. They're just not playing. Um, so uh, he didn't, Mavinga didn't talk um, in the year-end media availability. No, so, I saw that, which I thought was odd. Well, only five players did, so he probably, 
again a conversation for another day. But he uh, he but probably he probably felt the need to to kind of provide his take on the season and and I, I, it's frust. I have to imagine it's very frustrating for players when you see what's happening with you know the team you're playing for and you know you can make a difference because when Mavinga and Moore were on the pitch together things were very very different for TFC he knows he's in a position of responsibility so that's maybe where that tweet came from um but it it, it was an interesting thing to say wasn't there another tweet about him needing to drink more water yes can does anyone have that? Link? I don't have. I don't have. I didn't copy that link. If someone wants to look for it while we uh, talk about other, uh, the next player on the on the on the chopping block, not chopping block, the surgery block. Uh, so Jonathan Osorio, mm. sports hernia. Mm. Uh, who, so who's who's had surgery? So Vasquez has had surgery. Alstor's had surgery. Oso's had surgery. Moore. Moore's had surgery. Wait, Moore's had surgery. Earlier in the season, did he? Oh, right? earlier in the season. Yes. Mm. It's been a long season. It's true. I feel like a sports hernia is something you can can play through and have for a long time before you have to fix it. And so, uh, you know, if uh, you have any kind of insight at all as to how long he's been playing with this, but uh, it seems to work for you, Osorio. You might want to keep it. You've had a good year. I I remember asking Osorio right when these injuries were really piling up sometime in the summer. Um, I said, how are you? How are you seemingly one of the only ones that hasn't gotten injured? He, he was kind of riding that wave of him being that kind of, you know, best player on the team. And, and he's joked, you know, he's like, I'm not human or my, my, my body's not human or something. And he, mm. he, it was a nice glimpse of, of humor from Oso. And then I asked him again during the year and player availability. I'm like, are you carrying any knocks that we didn't know about? Um, and it's usually something that I, I don't know when you, when you, when, uh, forgive the, the hockey talk, but usually when, when, you know, hockey players do their year-end availabilities, they're all hurt. Yes. They're all hurt and they all kind of reveal, yeah, I've been, this is this is fractured or whatever and I was playing through this. So I kind of expected him to say, yeah. And it's funny, you look back and he kind of hesitated. He's like, no, I'm good. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I guess you, you survived. You, you were the only one that kind of made it through the year unscathed. And sure enough, I mean, how how could he not have been hurt though? Mm. Like they, I'm sure Bradley's carrying something too. Like how could these guys not have been hurt? When you look at how many players did pick up serious injuries, sure. it's it, it, this, you know I, I have to assume it was just something that that went around because they were all playing the same games, they were all traveling the same amount, you know, of kilometers. So I'm I'm not surprised at all that that Oso was carrying something. Anybody else hurt that we don't know about, Josh? Uh, Did my, anybody mention feelings? Well, my mm. feelings are kind of mm-hmm. oh, hurt. Sorry. Because, uh, no. The podcast isn't over. No, I don't I don't know. <laughs> I, I wish I had some more insider uh, dirt for you. but Dude, why yeah. do you think we bring you on? It's I not to promote your book, like, no, honestly. What can you do for, for us? Yeah, really. for the beer. Um I, th- just I went to the liquor store just for you, goddammit. So they can shit on the coaches in your car and then you post the recording online. Yeah. I think they're I think they're all <laughs> I, I honestly I think they're all hurt in one way or another. I think every single player on that team is is carrying some kind of injury, big or small. So 
a long off season would not be the worst thing. It would not would not be is not the worst thing for this team. No. Um, so and we mentioned Marky a little while ago. Uh, just you know, Marky's been recalled to the U.S. national team for the uh, the couple friendlies uh, during the international break. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, shine him up for the shop window. <laughs> Put a nice gloss on him. Yeah, okay. You know, right, you know I, I like fresh this, coat of paint. I like this, uh, Have I him like go this, out there and impress England. And yes, like, we love you, Marky. We do, but oh, you had a rough year. Um, and then last up before we talk about Mr. Josh's book, uh, is Clint Irwin or perhaps Alex Bono? <gasps> it won't be Alex. It'll be Clint. Uh, about to be an ex-red, as mm. the rumors of a Sao Paulo goalkeeper loan to Toronto FC were rampant the other day. All these Josh, Brazilians. Do you know? Uh, I'm working to I'm working on look it. Look at it look at him trying so hard not to answer. I'm it's adorable. It. I'm working on it. For those of you who didn't pay for the video podcast, he's got a grin on. He, um, he's, he's, got, he's, he's, he's work, trying so Clint, hard. Not I to believe answer. you're working on it. His words well, say no. His face says yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm working on it. Uh, look, you know what? I, uh, the day that I look forward to is the day when they release um, because oh, we don't, a magical well, we don't know who we don't know who's under option for next season, and that's because there's the, the was it eleven? That there's are? eleven that are under option. Yeah. It's so and we can guess. I mean, we know we we have an idea who isn't, but it's. I mean, again, I could spend an entire podcast griping about MLS's arcane rules and regulations. So, and what are you doing next week? Um. Yeah, we have an off season. Uh, We're not in the playoffs, right. so you know. No, so I'm Duncan waiting. will look so, after your little one. It's fine. Can you? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Duncan's great yeah. with kids. At yeah. three a.m. Are you are you up for three a.m.? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Good. Yeah. Um, Thanks, no, Duncan. so I'm I'm waiting to see who is on that list. Maybe Clint's on that list. We it's it's frustrating that we don't know how long or contract terms are. To me, that is like one of the most frustrating elements of covering this team. Uh, I had to hear it from Alex Bono's dad that he's on a four year deal, not a three. N- not according to his father. Okay. Um, so we know he. We know he's not one. Your deal, so. You know. So like, again, I, I kind of assume Clint's one of them. I. Um, I wouldn't. It, just for me, like it made sense. Like this goalkeeper from Sao Paulo is is what he's twenty. Yeah. You know, Caleb Patterson Sewell was one of the bright spots. Yep. For TFC two, especially after uh, Cavalucci's injury, which oh. Yeah. Still so depressing. Um. And it just makes sense that Caleb gets moved up to the first team, like if that's if that's what's happening. I I, I don't know. I, I but again, it's all rumor, and this yeah. is part of winning think, the off season. Yeah. Is we don't know what's happening. I think I think Clint's pretty valued in the organization. And he I should be. I don't think. I mean, I don't think Clint and Alex. I don't think the goalkeeping tandem was the issue this season. I, I wouldn't. I I wouldn't have an issue with them bringing back Clint and Alex again. I think Clint is is a is it fits the backup role perfectly i think he's had big games i think he's a he's a stand-up kind of guy and um this is still alex bono's team yeah but i still i I like first like i think clint could still be a starter for well if he is then he should have been dealt right you know he should have like well but again beginning of the season it was technically his job right so yeah and they weren't doing anything in the summer as they've said you'd leave him you hang on to him for the expansion draft, so maybe he's bait. I know he's old bait, so, but he's bait. 
I don't think TFC will lose anyone. Right, which we discussed oh, last right. week. I already yes. talked about that yes. with you guys. We did talk yeah. about this last week on the podcast. Pretty, that's, that, it's pretty interesting to, that's to think about where that. he heard it. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's where you get, that's that's where you get all your TFC news. Yeah. That's exactly. what I really you do. Just listen to us. This is where everyone gets I try to coax my son back to sleep with the sweet sounds of the podcast. Try ignore the swearing. He's got to learn it somewhere. Better at home than on the streets. I just don't... It, the idea of bringing in a 20-year-old goalkeeper, I mean, it's, it's pretty clear they have a good relationship from an organizational standpoint with Sao Paulo, but uh, I, I don't know. The goalkeeping is... Of, uh, and, and rumors, I'm, football rumors are, are just rampant all the time. Oh, yeah, and they're delightful. Could, you know, that there could be nothing to this. Absolutely. Working on it, but um, it's... Of all the areas on the pitch where they need to, you know, work, where they need tinkering, where they need an upgrade, goalkeeping is not one of them. Agreed. So yeah, uh, no. this one this one kind of caught me off guard. Yeah. Fair. All right then. Let's move on to the real reason Josh is here other than the free beer. Um Se- segment, segment, segment segment. Sure, why not? You know what? Like it's been a while. Yeah. We're gonna do some music. This is uh, the official music of Come On You Reds by Joshua Cole. You are the no, no. last of all the roses It's, just, it's, just, it, it's a random selection of songs that just show up on my Spotify lists. So I just try to mix it up because as much as I've got the best of 1994 through 1997 on lock, I kind of want to put something else on All right, so it's book time. Does everyone have their books? No. Oh, God damn it, <laughs> guys! Uh, this this is episode the worst of book, book Club. Club. I know. Like, come on. I realize. Well, no. You know, we have the booze. So, really, is it the worst book club? Come on. Um, no. I thank you, Josh, for coming on, and uh, thank you for not ignoring my repeated request to have me on. Dude, Aww. I've been trying to get you on here for two months. You knock that off. <laughs> Please. Okay, at least two weeks. No. Um, anyway, so Josh, you got a chance to write the book about TFC, the the not so early years, the yeah. early years, all the years really, until the storied MLS scriptwriter uh, end to the 2017 season. Thank the heavens you got to write it after last season. I don't know what I would have done if they hadn't beat Seattle the second time. I'm serious. I I, I remember waking up that morning, um, fretting. And my wife was like, what are you, you, you're not a fan like this. You know, what are, what are you doing? Why are you so nervous? I'm like, how do you, because I had started writing it um, like in earnest in October. And I just thought, well, if they win, this is just the perfect ending. But um, one thing I've learned is, you know, you don't ever count on the result of the game for your story. Don't no. ever do that. And so you go into it. And I remember they didn't look really good. They looked okay against Red Bulls in that series. They looked just barely okay against Columbus. Like that was fifty-one percent. Yeah, Barcelona. that was fifty-one yeah. percent. And I'm like, oh, like I was just like, I don't know how I'm going to spin this otherwise. And I remember, th- I remember, I started to draft an email to my publisher, being like, I think we need to push this back by a year because no one's going to want. 
to buy a book where it's like 2018 will be much better. Yeah. <laughs> mm. So, you know, I, uh, yeah, you're one thing that really frustrates me is cheering in the press box. I remember when I, I want to say it was when Tigris was here or maybe Club America, their traveling press corps or their traveling staff was just outrageous in the press box. So much cheering, just out and out cheering. And I'm like, this is just this is very unprofessional, bit of a stickler like that. But when Josie scored, I certainly pumped my fist underneath my desk in the BMO field. Discreetly. Press box. Not so discreetly. I was sitting beside Jeff Carlisle and I mm, kind of knocked him over because mm. I was like, just because I'm like, because you knew they were like, well, I shouldn't say you knew they were going to win. That, that was a dominant performance. I'm like, now I have the ending. And, and, and honestly, like I was, I, I hadn't thought a lot about my story that day. I was more just like, just win the damn thing. Just win this thing so... So I can end my fucking book. That's really all it was. I need I, my theses. Yeah. That's really all it was. Uh, and then he scored. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I have to write a story tonight. But um, that was a... I, that was... The soccer gods were... Were, were kind. kindly. They were very kind that day. Um, yeah, and I walked downstairs to do the, uh, you know, the, the post-game interviews. And, like, Molinero's... Oh yeah, you got your ending. Hey, how about that? And I'm like sweating. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I did. So uh, anyway, all worked out. So there you go. So I have a we've we've all got a few questions for you. Um, I have a really random one just because I come from the world of books and publishing. Mm-hmm. What was it like to work with Dundurn, who is a great local small press, by the way? If you see their book name on a spine, you should buy it and read it because they do good work. So Dundurn is trying to increase their reach in the sports book. Yeah, because they usually world. just do small format fiction and stuff like that. Right, and so they um, they had a great uh, acquisitions guy who I don't believe is there anymore, um, Scott Fraser, and he I, I say great because he contacted me, but no, he made an effort to <laughs> to kind of uh, go after people that met. Yeah, he he was trying to go after people that. Um, I think are a little younger and, and tell stories about games and, and teams uh, in different ways. Um, and I know they're, they're launching some really exciting stuff. So it was interesting to kind of be one of the first um, people they'd contacted um, there. The editor that I worked with is a season seat holder and she was just like, just pushing this project. Um, and even though it's a, in terms of, teams it's a it's a club that really doesn't have a it's a very young club um but i think they were all surprised that there wasn't a tfc book out yet um so they were all really behind it i think there was a lot of fans on staff so they just wanted to see the book kind of get out as quick as possible um and i like that i don't i really hate sitting on things i if i write something i want to get it out right away so just uh, speak. No, I, I, you're right. It's the first, to my knowledge, the first TFC based book. It is. Um, and I, I know some other teams too, like Sporting Kansas City. Um, are you aware of their book? It's actually pretty good. You get to color in the lines, and there's about 32 pages in it. It's really nice. Oh, it's aimed lovely. at kids. Yeah. Oh. But, but, you know, compelling. Sorry, go on. 
Uh, I don't know how to follow that up. I don't know either. Sporting KC. That's all I'm trying to say. Completely derailed me. Yeah, because it was a great question. I would like to point out that one of the first things you did when you came here was sit on something. Oh, I don't like sitting on things. You're looking pretty fucking. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I I put I put my jack down and went and got a beer. That's true. Mm. Yeah. Um, It was secondary. He's no. I I did enjoy working with Dundurn because they were fans of TFC and I think they wanted to see something uh, that kind of does right by the fans um, which appealed to me as well that was those were part of our initial discussions and I, I think that was what really what, what they were after and I hope you know I did right by them as well okay so with this book like this is this is this book is the idea of this book regardless of publisher has been bandied about for a number of years sure. just because TFC the early years I hesitate to even use that the first 10 years uh, the first eight years were you know a shit show and um there's always there's a ton of stories there's a ton of stuff in the background and um a lot of it you get a chance to get into in your book and a lot of it you don't mm-hmm. um two-part question really one Ooh. did you hesitate at all because again people have been talking about writing this book and people have been approached to write this book from various outlets um over the last few years and did you ever you know because you're not a not to say you're not a fan. You are. You're a huge. You're a soccer fan. You're a TFC mm-hmm. supporter to a degree, and you cover them all various outlets and very well. Um, I like the TFC two piece very much, by the way. Thank you. And um, yeah, go read that on the Athletic if you get a chance. It's really good. But did you ever sort of be like, man, I don't know if I want to be the guy that writes this book, or you're just like, yeah, I want to write this book because you've um, already written another book. But yeah, it, at first it was yeah I want to write this book like yeah like I want to like standing on the tables because I don't like to sit on things standing on the mm-hmm. table don't stand on this table I like this table will, like yeah. that that first meeting I had with Dundurn um, it was very uh, it was very entourage-esque like I was I was getting in that room and I was I was I was Vinny chasing them I was winning them over I was I honestly I did not I did not want not want to write this book great I I I and uh, I know that there were other people contacted. I wanted to be the one to write this book because I thought I could do it well. I thought I had the time and the energy. Um, so there was a bit of, uh, you know, there was a bit of personal greed involved there. Um, and the funny thing, too, is, is that you you start to talk to, to a lot of TFC fans and you start to talk to people that were there at the beginning and the sense of personal ownership that people have over this club, which is not no, which is not, no. which is not unlike a lot of other clubs. But what astounded me was a club that, you know, is is essentially you know, the age of a a, 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 sh- a shitty teenager. People take such ownership; they take such ownership of this club in a way that. I don't want to say I didn't think was possible, but I was continually surprised by just how, n- not how much people care, just by how how emotionally invested people are. And I get that. I mean, it was a long first few seasons. Um, and so then you stop and you say, you know, it's, it's all well and good to say, oh, I want to do right by the fans. And then you meet a lot of fans. You're like, these are going to be tough people to please. These are going to be really, these are people that are going to be super 
judgmental in a way because they lived it and they and it was an agonizing life to live um so yeah you 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 want to make sure that you you tell the story properly and i think i i did that by kind of talking to a lot of people i was proud of the reporting but because i i think i talked to a lot of people um but kind of like you said it's 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 generally never enough because when people invest so much of their time energy and emotion in something that they they it's you 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 can't you can't please everyone because you know even the people that were on the pitch and uh, and, and they're the ones that you know lost in New York and they're the, they're the ones that that lost against Seattle they still experience things in a completely different way than those who were standing there in the rain since day one. So it's a, it's a, it was a tough hill to climb, but you know, I, I hope that there's something of value in there for every TFC fan, some more than others, I guess. Full disclosure, we're not having Josh on the show because he put some of us in the book. I, <laughs> yes. Mm, some more than others. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> what can I say? Mm-hmm. Someone's got to push. Someone's got to be like the face of this podcast, Duncan. You know, like if you're not willing to do it, it might as well. Duncan, be I, I spoke to you in in 2016 for a story, so I'm just spreading. See, it See, there you go. So, yeah, and you know, I, you're, I, you're next. I, I, I did get a quote in in the book. They yes, you did. True, from one it's of true, the you articles did. Yeah. I wrote back in there the day. You go. So, yeah, there you I go. There you go. Can't complain. Um, it's a lovely quote. Can, can, can it's you, a lovely quote. Can, can you complain, Mark? I, I don't know. No, I can't complain that I can't complain that you had a lovely quote, Duncan. <laughs> I cannot complain. Mm. Excellent. Um, so I have first off an observation, and mm. then which I guess would lead to a question. The main thing that kind of really stuck out to me as a sort of strange thing within the book is when you're talking about like the 2010 season, mm-hmm. and everyone, you know, it's all about oh, you know there's just like way too much work and working people too right. hard and everything, and oh this is outrageous and everyone hates it and blah 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 and oh this is bad. And then you, you get to like 2015, 16, 17. Oh, Michael Bradley's essentially a sociopath. He works so hard and he's so focused minded. And this is amazing. Everyone falls in line to him. It's magnificent and wonderful. I, and this isn't a criticism of you because I mean, this is just what people are saying. You're, right. you're writing down other people's words. It's right. not your interpretation. But yeah, that struck me as of just the difference between the two. Um, so I guess that kind of leads to the question. Well, the results were different too, right? Yes. The resu- I mean, the res- I, if if... If the results are, the, if the work is there in both occasions, um, and work is kind of a weird, like nebulous term, but like the the extreme work or whatever is there uh, in both occasions, but the results are only there once. I think the difference, just in in speaking to people, I think um, there was always. I mean, Michael Bradley seemed to be just kind of executing Greg Vanny's plan and, and pushing players harder than they maybe than maybe some of them thought they needed to be pushed but they always believed in Greg Vanny's kind of tactical approach and his tactical vision and I I think in speaking with some of the players that played under Precky they didn't see that under Precky they thought it was work for work's sake running for running's sake mm-hmm. right and and in fitness and, and running, especially in a Canadian summer, which which it can get really hot and stinky playing in Toronto, um, just running for running's sake can probably seem like like it's it's working against you. Um, and if they don't believe the tactical kind of vision is there, 
which a lot of them don't believe it was under Precky, then that's probably what caused the team to turn. I, I know I see exactly what you mean. I mean, Michael Bradley said as much on, after 2017. He said, I know I probably work guys too hard, but here we are, right? Um, I mean, do, do, you, do you think, it, I mean, is this just an example of just the, you really notice the difference in whether professionalism or just a general attitude of people that were involved from since like 2007 to you know, 12, oh, 13, and then kind of how it is now. And is that a big thing? Oh, yeah, this is why it was all going wrong is because look, you know, just the general attitudes of people. I've only seen the movie once, so I, I, can, I can, and and I know that's bad only having seen, seen the film once, but uh, that line in Apocalypse Now, who's in charge here, ain't you? Look who's and, talking. Look who's talking right. too. Yeah. Look who's talking it now. Been, it could have been anything. It could have been anything. Yeah. Those are the um, first three. Yeah. Words. <laughs> so. uh, but that line kept creeping up like during the entire reporting. Because like mm. you had just people coming in and, and there was, even though Precky was the one kind of assigning the, the drills, I think people still weren't sure... You know, if Precky was the one making all the decisions at the top. So I think the difference in, in 2015 and 16 and 17 under Bradley was players knew that, you know, Bradley was maybe the one executing Greg Vanny's desires on the pitch. And, and Vanny was the one who was bringing, you know, Bezpachenko and Manning's vision to the pitch. So I, I think that, I mean, I, and I'm not saying anything. I'm not, this isn't a revelation. Like, this has been well documented. Like they finally had a management structure, 15, 16, 17, that, that made sense. And it was very clear it was top down, right? But um, yeah, I, I I do know what you mean. Precky was the one, like that was, a, I don't know if we're going to talk about it, but that was such an interesting interview. Like he does. Well, he, yeah, how long? I, I wanted to ask because I, you know, the people you got to talk to. So you got to talk to Precky, you got to talk to Vinter. I spoke to every coach except one, and I. And that coach was. What was Mo? Mo Johnson, oh. yeah. Mo, which is unfortunate. Oh, like, like how. So, I, so how irritated are you that you didn't get to interview him? For and this? I, and I, I might have told Mo this. To make himself look good. Yeah, I, I might have said this before, but like, um, when like the morning after I like signed the contract to get working. I kind of drafted this email to to people that I thought would be good to talk to, and and it it wasn't a stock email. Like I kind of sent out variations of the same email to like literally fifty people in about, and I had all the emails ready, and I just hit send, 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 you know, in like fifty people at, in one sitting, uh, and I said, okay, we'll see what happens. And I went downstairs and I went to the bathroom, and I came upstairs. And, oh, one new email. Someone got back to me already. Oh, it's Mo Mo Johnston. I don't want to talk about this. Stop emailing me. I'm like, oh, <laughs> it was the first one to get. And I had, and I spoke to all these people about Mo. Yeah. And then I went back to him like a few months later. I'm like, I have all these people saying this, this, this. I think it's in your best interest to to, to speak to me for this book. And he said, uh, please don't ever contact me again ever. I don't want to do this. I'm like, okay, so. Mo is not Mo's not going to tell his side of the story, but every other coach uh, was willing to. Some were very, very hard to track. I was going to say so, like in terms of so, you talked to every other coach. Yep. Um, who was who was like your easiest interview, and who mm. was Chris Cummins? That doesn't surprise me actually, because he's lovely. It found I found him easily enough, and 
sent him an email and he got back to me almost right away. And it was a pleasant, if not necessarily salacious interview, hmm. but pleasant enough. I mean, does, like you, you, given TFC's history, you go into every interview expecting salacious. Oh, you, you do. You yeah, expect of course dirt, you do. And sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, you, you don't get it. Uh, sometimes you do. Um, Adrian Ken's abs are all implants. Right. Oh, shit. What? Um, Rivas doesn't actually give massages. Uh, what? So, every, yeah. Um, what was the question? Well, so it's your easiest or your most mm-hmm. pleasant was Cummins. Mm-hmm. Who was the most difficult interview? Was that Precky? Or? Difficult to get or difficult I imagine to conduct. Precky, the first part of his email ad- address has Not to be at all, like this long. No, no, no. I, I, I well, like Precky the, was the, kind uh, of interesting I've been trying to find back. he was with <laughs> he was with St. Louis yeah and he got I, I don't know if he got fired or he walked away like a like three days uh, before or after I sent the email to their press guy and they were just like yeah sorry we, we can't do this or or they said like we may be able to make it happen and then he left and I was like oh. so I didn't think I'd find him and then Someone gave me his phone number. They're like, this is Precky's phone number. Try it. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. And I said, I said to my wife. Dialing like, scarily. I'm going to go to the other room and try Precky, but I'll be out in 30 seconds. Must and, not ask for Precky's phone number. Must no, not I, ask for I, Precky's I, phone number. He answered Calm it. Calm down, Duggan. <laughs> yeah. I answered Duggan. Wait until afterwards. <laughs> he answered it, and it was, you know, you don't expect him, A, to answer. And I gave him my pitch. I'm like, I'm writing a book. He's like, yeah, okay, let's go. I'm like, oh, oh all right, <laughs> let's let. And I'm glad I had the the questions ready. And uh, again, sometimes people don't give you dirt. Sometimes they just dig things up, and you just come out of the conversation covered in dirt. And that was the Precky conversation. I was gonna say because like the Precky chapter or that that whole chapter was like stuff we some of that stuff we knew just from. You know, knowing people in TFC media sure. and that sort of thing, and just being around for a really long time, but not everything. Yeah, uh, well, I'm was, glad that was a, that was an interesting look at that time period. Um, well, I mean, again, when it's interesting because a lot of times, like a guy like Aaron Vinter had great things to say. Oh, I love Aaron Vinter. Right, and even though the results weren't there, why he, didn't you put him in charge of the academy? You should have. He comes away. He comes away saying. You know, I wish TFC nothing but the best. I want, you know, I I, I like what they're doing. I I want them to have success. And and a lot of coaches said that. Ryan Nelson, who left under pretty, you know, acrimonious Mm -hmm. uh, circumstances. He had nothing but good things to say generally about TFC as well. So I imagine their ND, their non-disclosure agreements come with a nice sweet check. Yeah, that, 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 uh, uh, I did you run into anybody who said I can't? Yes. D- due to an NDS. Yes. <laughs> can you well, say, that's a, can you say no. names? You can't say who it is so they couldn't talk. Not, not when I see that red. We are recording. Damn uh, button on. All right. But afterwards, with some more, uh, what are they? Root beer stouts or chocolate cheesecake stouts? Peanut what is butter. It? Peanut, peanut butter, butter stout. Um, you have to give us all the dirt because I only got three of those left. But yeah, there was there, there's there's some of that, sure. But anyway, so so the Brecky one was really he he didn't seem concerned about holding back. He 
he obviously still has a lot of feelings That's about the, the club. Him. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and um, he played indoor. He's seen shit. <laughs> yeah, and, and players. I mean, players had things to say about Precky as well because it, I think the Precky time was also interesting because that's when I think fans and, and media and um, and fans and fans and fans had kind of were, were starting to reach their breaking point being like yeah. this enough like this is sure. you know you're allowed there's a grace period in the beginning um, and then you, you get close uh, you know with, with what happens in the Meadowlands and, and then you just then you hit that breaking point where it's just like again, it, who's who's running things? Who has a clear soccer vision for this club? And I think the Preki hire was a was a very clear sign to fans that whoever is in charge of this club doesn't understand MLS. Right, and and that was the case. Even though Preki was sorry, even though Preki was a very established MLS, yeah, it wasn't. Bizarre. It wasn't what. It was the furthest thing for what TFC needed because after what happens in, in 2009, the way 2009 ends, the way they just decide to to blow it up and say, we're soft, so we're going to get a guy who's going to run this team into yeah. the ground. It's like, it's it's in, it, instead of them building, they just deconstructed and said, no, now we have to build from the ground up. When there were pieces there and there were signs of progress there, right? Well, what I wanted to ask, and it was it both sort of like, and it's because Precky and Vinter, two very different coaches, two sure. very different things, but like the transition time, both years, um, two and a half years, whatever. What I thought was interesting about both of them and being very different men, being very different coaches, but was both of them trying to instill, to my eyes, and, and from reading your book, and again, from stuff from back then and other things I've read, a sense of professionalism within the players within the within the club in terms of like a work right. ethic in right. terms of you know like and it's still dry it's to this day it will always drive me mental all the players whining about aaron vinter's rules about how they had to dress and shit like that i'm like right. seriously grow the fuck up children um but you talk to a lot of players as well for this book and players from those eras and players yep. from the current era did any of them sort of look back after like some years passed and be like maybe we were wrong about our feelings or are they all just still like, nope, this sucked. We couldn't do this and we revolted or didn't like this for very good reasons. Because, you know, you know, we all grow up, yeah. we all look at things from a different perspective. And I think even as TFC fans, we've looked back at certain things and been like, yes, this was definitely shit, but maybe five years on hindsight, this wasn't what we thought it was. It, short answer: Did players look back and say maybe we were wrong? No, and I think that's interesting. It is interesting because to me, it it just accentuates just how big of a line in the sand. Yeah, wow. These coaches drew, um, and and again, it it. I have a lot of time for for. Well, I have a lot of time for anybody who answers my phone calls, uh, but I, I I do. But we should get Josh's phone number. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. But I, uh, have that. I have a lot of time for anybody who believes in building a club from the ground up, which Aaron Venter seemed yeah, to want very much. to do. Um, the problem, of course, was that Aaron Venter, like a lot of people who were hired by MLS, brought a distinctly non-MLS approach, Yeah, right? You had so many people that came in and didn't understand the intricacies of the league and said, well, it worked over here. It's going to work here. 
Uh, it has to work here, right? Yeah. And and that that I think frustrated a lot of people. And and you know, Vinter's kind of rules are. I don't think that I, I don't think that bothered people. I don't think it was the we all have to eat. I, I mean, I, I know that bothered so, some. Oh my god, we heard about it so much, Josh. Yeah, I, I understand that that bothered some people at the time. I think what what bothered people was that um, Aaron Vinter wasn't necessarily giving minutes based on merit it was more about it was more i'm going to give minutes on um my idea of what's needed for the club do you know what i mean so like we can we can look at like and, and i was really happy that i got to talk to uh ash morgan for a long time i was gonna say because I, that's a big i mean he it's because of it's him because, in a lot of ways that, yeah. that he's still here and, absolutely and I, I remember i i gave my kind of list of this current tfc crop you Full know, disclosure: I'm completely to... biased in this area. Sure. Just so you, in case, in case no one figures this out, I'm so mm. biased. But but I mean, Ash knew it. He's like, look, I was a really young guy, and and we, you know, we went to this training camp in in Turkey, and and there were points where, you know, he wasn't sure where he fit, but he kept getting these minutes, right? So it was more about Vinter saying, I need to establish this focus on playing young players and giving young players yeah. minutes right away. And I think what irked a lot of veterans at that point was like, right, you have this vision for this club, but, you know, I might be better at, at, at you know, whatever this thing you're asking, you know, Ash Morgan to do at the time. So um, that's probably what frustrated players more than um, all having to wear the same tracksuit tops. Although it seems like you've had a lot of players complaining uh, about that. I don't know. I mean, like... Yeah, I, I'm with you. You're asked to dress the same. Like, who gives a shit? Like, this is that's what being a professional is. Is in like almost is, every other big club around the world. You know, it just anyway it still bothers me clearly. Sure. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I I have to commend you. It was quite the coup getting Michael Bradley to write the forward of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that this could be one of those definitive times where? Michael Bradley should be considered to be so far up, be it the book or the pitch. I mean, shouldn't he have written the midfield of the book? <laughs> Wouldn't Altidore have been more appropriate to write the forward? Um, I mean, I don't know much about books, but... Michael Bradley can be anywhere, Mark. Kenny? Yeah. Uh, again, I, I'm, I'm happy anytime anybody answers my call, and, and Michael Bradley <laughs> did. But, yeah, uh, if, if, if that's the case... Uh, I should have got Defoe, maybe, to write the forward. Mm. I should have got... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Lucas. But it would have went back and yeah. forth yeah. and back and forth, and it would have got homesick. That's good. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. And then you might, and then, and then probably later, you would have gotten Defoe's to write it for you anyway later and declared a victory. So You could have got Dwayne De Rosario to write it for you, but then the book would have been called Dero. I'd buy it. I'd buy it. Yeah. But consider I'm it. I'm sure you would. Consider it. I'm sure you would. <laughs> Um, in chapter five, you spoke of the result, the revolt in the dressing room after Precky lost the ears of the side. But mm-hmm. your conclusion was distilled down to the distaste of the pregame pudding cups. Now, that's famous with Precky sides. Now, was it a flavor selection or a brand of pudding cup that was really the tipping point? What did you feel? Hmm. Uh, <laughs> boy, I'm really on the uh, on the couch here. Uh, the, the, the pudding cups. I don't know. Um, wasn't it? Sorry, wasn't it someone else about the 
I don't know if it was cook uh, pudding cups. Wasn't it cookies? I thought it was cookies. I thought it was cookies. cookies. I'm just I'm just going by what I read. Okay, you can. Did you get an exclusive <laughs> just rewrite? Uh, no, I. Just, we all read the same I, bookmark. Did you write Stop an exclusive too? I did I mean, not. Come on. Um, I actually I think it was chocolate chip. Fair. Out of. Okay, so there's lots of people you didn't get a chance. Mo, Mo Johnston was like the big one, but like, is there anyone else who you're like, I really wanted to talk to this person to add more context to whatever period of time in this book? Mm, not really. Like I mean, Mo sort of like was Mo, the one that... Yeah, Mo was kind of the, the white whale. Um, and it's frustrating because like he was so integral to those early years. Like he was so important. Yeah. Um, and like, he's the one that, that just kind of charted the course of that club very early on. Um, but you had enough people saying enough things about Mo that you started to get a pretty accurate, pretty good picture. Uh, any player that you were like, man, I really wish I'd had like even five minutes with this guy. I, so Dennis, um, Sorry, not Dennis. Eckersley runs a... a he An runs organic... A, <laughs> runs like Dennis a, Eckersley, see? Uh, I, yeah. He did baseball. I did basketball. You yeah. Know. I just I saw Eckersley. I, I was watching Eckersley during the playoffs. <laughs> um, he runs a... Richard Eckersley runs a... It's an organic, a, no waste... Yeah. Something in London, and I Outside tracked London, him down like yeah. via his Facebook page, and I, I was more interested to hear how you go from pro soccer to running like... To making organic pudding cups in in well, London. Go on. He, he seemed like a fairly in intense, angry young man as well. Right. And to go to something that was particularly zen yeah. was really interesting. But you run down the list of, of players who had played a lot for TFC. I I got a lot of them. Um, the players weren't. It's interesting. The players were never really. I mean, once you found them wherever they were, like like Kuvermans was playing like fifth division in in the netherlands but he's here like all the time or at least he used to be he used to come to games yeah but i don't know if he does as much anymore but like no players that's like i I gotta be honest with you that was a lot of fun tracking these players down did you talk to miguel asavel where would they know where would they know it was a lot of yeah it's a lot of but like eckersley like we we went back and forth and we could never make it happen and that was really frustrating mostly because like I, i how do you end up there you know so yeah um I'm trying to think. Not, not really. It's it, Mo is still the one, the one that got away. Mm-hmm. Um, but everybody else was was pretty. Some were more gracious with their time than others. Um, but who wasn't was gracious? Yeah. What's that? Who wasn't gracious? Oh, I need some more of those uh, pudding cup stouts. <laughs> So best story that didn't make it into the book, not because, you know, it's kind of an off the record thing where I can't say that, mm. but just very something that uh, this just doesn't quite fit with the story I'm trying to tell. But that would have been a great story if it had fit in. Hmm. Um, there, I, w- and I know this is current and, and I know current TFC stuff doesn't always play with the, the hardcores, That's but uh, I know it does. But there was a lot that there was a lot from uh, the um, Champions League run this year that I just didn't have time to get in. in oh, that's like, too bad, actually. That would have really interested. Yeah, there was just a lot from um, the way the way the team was dealing with... Because uh, I was down in training camp and I went down to Mexico as well, and there was a lot with the, the team just... And, I, and I'm not saying it, it, it seemed like... 
you could tell things were bad even then but things a lot of stuff just seemed different and in and I couldn't quite put my finger on it and after a while I was able to kind of write a bit and just some late nights kind of putting thoughts down I'm like yeah that might have been a a thing and that might have been an issue there and and I wasn't even supposed to write anything about that once they went to the final my publisher just said yeah if you can put whatever it was 10 pages together on it so there was probably a lot that I could have gotten into but then like you just would have kept pushing it I mean like yeah. no look at how this team is kind of falling apart again well, so I think there's a lot story. keep going yeah, yeah there's a lot to go into with that those first few months after they win uh, there was a few things I saw um, in the uh, you know after after they won MLS Cup that like yeah, just I was say, anything between when they won the cup and say between the parade like, there was a lot there of was drunkenness a few there, things, there was any, yeah, yeah, any, any anything you could share yeah, anything at all I saw and a few things I was told and I've been uh, not nearly on the same level, but I've made a l I've done a lot of things uh, under the influence that I'm glad, uh, you know, only a few select, a small, small, small select <laughs> so, group of people know about. So I'm like, what's the point of, of putting those kind of things in? That's all. Right, all. So I'm just going to keep, you know, increasing the number of fingers on my hand, okay? Nod, once you get to the number of whatever player had the most hookers for their celebration. Okay, ready? Huh? There's one. I'm not, I'm not looking at the <laughs> He's really not. not for those of you at the I'm video podcast, he is refusing I'm really, I'm to acknowledge I'm Come on. and play I'm this not game. Not this is hilarious. Four? He's like, he's like, I'm Legend. not even. Because like, he knows, he knows his game. facial expression. Ah, will give it away. No. It's actually quite hilarious. I can't do it. Fine. No, I, you know, you you kind of see and, and, and hear things and you're like, what's, like, what's the point? Like, like you said, like we were talking about earlier, like, you know, these guys were worked to the bone. Like, you know, let not even let them have their fun. But you know, like just as long that, as they're consenting adults, seriously, let them I have mean, their fun. But in all honesty, I mean, you, we we all watched that parade and we all saw Josie's speech. Like, mm. is that I was that not enough for people? No, was that like not enough? Like that was in J like, chat. That was that was great. That was everything I wanted. And then so. that was that was. That's the kind of stuff you don't see from pro athletes every day. So I'm like, what's the point of, of adding to that, right? So, um, all right, I know they, I, they had a they had a time. That's all I can say. They had a time. I know they Mark has a question, but I, I just so looking. So the book is you know the book is done. The book has been out for a month and a half now, right? Um, or not quite a month now actually. And um, looking back on it, like you've done lots of interviews and lots of people have read it and I've sure given you lots of feedback but looking back on it as a finished product as mm -hmm. an author is there any like one thing that you wish you could change about it or are you mm -hmm. still do you, are you pretty much look at it and be like you know what no I am content with like how this book turned out how it was written the tone of it all of those things or you're just like man this one section um I Hmm. Good question. I probably could have. Th there was so just a quick, you know, peek at how the sausage is made. There, it was a very tight turnaround. Yes, it was. It was a really, really tight turnaround, and um, I didn't see my wife for long stretches at a time, and I was just there was a lot of long nights, and and I wanted to to. I I, I probably wish I could have given it a a really tougher edit it's funny they you know the publisher said take 
take more pages. And to any, you know, writer, it's like, wow. Like yeah, more, more pages? More, really? Yeah. Okay. But then you just stop and say, like, I, you know, I, I, I wonder if I could have just given it a, a more, I don't know. Like, I, it, it's just things like, you know, wow, I probably didn't need that extra adjective. I don't know why. Uh, and mm. that, that, that's, a, that's about it. Um, I, maybe I could have, if I had another year, maybe I could have gotten Mo. But no, otherwise, you, I mean, there's no point in being super, you know, there's no point in really saying I wish I would have done that because then that's what people are going to look for when they read it, you know. So, um no. Everyone uh, so look out for that that one adjective. Yeah, you'll exactly. you'll see it. You'll find it. You'll, you'll, you'll know see it. You you'll know. It. Trust us. You'll know when you stumble across it. We all did. We're you like, wow, what the hell? Uh no, it's it's uh, honestly like it's. I was I was happy that I I had the chance to do it. I was happy that hopefully the the people at this table enjoy it because you're the people that I was yes. writing yes, for. Yes, very much. Um, and hopefully, yeah. If you haven't read it, read it. Seriously, it's very good. Um, so yeah, it's it's it, again. It it's interesting to to go back and talk to all these people because um, our dear friend Jimmy said it best. This is a club that <laughs> has lived many lives. And it's true, like one, and you know, you talk to, to players or coaches that their time at TFC was separated by uh, eight months, but they tell completely different, yeah. st- completely <laughs> different stories. This is not, the, what was incredible about TFC is their time, their X amount of years does not blend together. Like you can say 2010 and it, and it probably, you know, a bit because they're still a relatively new team, but you can say 2010 and you know exactly what happened. Oh yeah. And it's not 2011 and it's not, not 2009. No, it's so different. So to me, that was really fun. And that made structuring the book pretty easy. Yeah. Although I do want to say, sorry, Mark, I, I am so glad that the Nick Sulzma crazy girlfriend story is finally oh, in awesome. print instead of the thing that we all talked about. Like you all know about Nick Sulzma's crazy girlfriend, right? Yeah. I got that email. Huh? I was playing golf with my dad. So I was like, I can't really pay attention to this, but what? is this even true? And then, you know, everyone talked about it I, and, uh, the, the messages I got about this for weeks about Nick Sulzma's mm. behavior. Nick, who I met on the seawall, um, and his girlfriend, poor girl, um, <laughs> crazy girl. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I'm just, I was, I admit, I laughed because I was just like, yes, now everyone can talk about it openly and freely. Sure. It's delightful. Well, that's what I hope too, is that these things that maybe have been discussed uh, are now a little more out in the open. But I, it's, it's supposed to be, like, I'm sure different people would have taken it. Uh, and, and I encourage, like, you know, if someone wants to write another TFC book, go for it. But yeah. this was meant to be... The TFC story. alternate history? Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, really. We, we can do this. Oh. Right? Would Nero even make it in? Yes. Yeah. Footnote. Mm-hmm. Dunder and give us a call. Yeah. <laughs> you want to just, you, you just... I just wanted to, to have the people that were there tell the story and and uh Mm kind of get out of the way a bit um and let people kind of form their own conclusions afterwards but uh yeah if mark likes it because mark didn't make it in but if mark likes it then then that's then i can leave here oh he just totally stole your thunder didn't he so the last question i have you performed extensive research and interviewed so many names from the past and those currently associated with the club right you interviewed friends of the show paul byrne and bill manning you 
you interviewed various media, such as John Molinaro, all the way down to Kristen and Duncan. So all the way down. Wow. Shut up. Wow. You made the book. What the hell, Josh? What did I do? Was I busy? Not even an email, not a DM, not even a Snapchat. I don't even know what that is. I don't use it. Well, like your book was severely, you got real media, but you didn't get air quote media. That's me. What the fuck? What did I do to upset you, Josh? What? Well, like I said, there's always room for another. And maybe I could just tell your story. You know, maybe I could just tell the story of of Mark and and how Mark got here. Maybe we could do a, 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 a photo book of your kits. I'd be into that. Um, okay, you know what? Enough of this patronizing. <laughs> Fuck this. Fuck this. What is it? It's Kit Welcome Stadium Podcast. Welcome to the Kit Name Stadium Podcast with your host, Mark. Oh Ray. no, here we go. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Kitten Stadium Podcast. I'm joined this week by Kristen, meow. Duncan, meow. And special guest, Joshua Cloak. Meow. Yeah, great book. Um, <laughs> first off, first off, uh, let, let's let's get to some uh, let's get to some business right off the top because God knows I won't hear the fucking end of it otherwise. <laughs> oh, that is a nice stadium. That I, is oh. a really pretty stadium. Yeah. What stadium is it, Mark? So uh, Audi Field is the new stadium for DC United. It's got the end, the end zone's fucked. It's up. got it's got twenty thousand seats. Uh, costs four to five hundred million dollars. Apparently, it's walking distance from the uh, current Expo Stadium, aka Nationals Park. Uh, the Stadium Bowl is uh, it's one tier for the most part. That's ninety percent complete because they left a gap for the Heineken rooftop beer garden thing. Yeah. Hilarious. Uh, yeah, one side features your club boxes, your fancy seats, press box, uh, which looks like four or five tiers depending on uh, how you how you want to perceive and divide it. But uh, the other three sides are like one large single tier with a delightfully steep incline, which looks both mm. dangerous and amazing. Um, and it literally looks like they crammed as many seats into such a small area uh, uh, of, this, of the stadium or this, the area of the stadium around. Um, it's just going, for those yeah. of you who didn't pay for the video podcast, I'm, why do I turn to the imaginary camera? <laughs> because you know that's I know where it's, it's going that's to where be. it's going to be. There is one, but like, I always it's, look it's over right there here, as soon for as no imaginary. To stick, on, stick it on. So I'm just going through a slideshow of the, of the various shots mm-hmm. of the stadium that I could find that were clear. Uh, see, that's the one with the weird little gap for the for the rooftop beer garden. That's really, what that's going to be? Huh. It, that's okay. what it is. <laughs> Oh, that, that's that's uh, a thing. Okay, mm. that's a thing. That seems that's like a lot a of wasted decision. space for yes. for people to just get a beer, but whatever. Yes. Um, yeah, uh, Kristen, yeah. thoughts thoughts at the. Uh, I think it's uh, I it's it's good, good job, and I was happy that during the playoffs, um, the stadium shook, and everyone kept saying it was like being mm. at RFK, and it reminded me reminded me of the early days when BMO Field used to shake because mm. everyone was so excited. So good job, congrats. Kit and Stadium podcast contractual obligations fulfilled. Thank you, Mike. Well, it's not like I can just go get that guy to do the voiceover so I can drop it. <laughs> he already wants me to admit love for the Argos, so I'm not. No, that's not going to happen. We're not redoing this. Mm. Josh, thoughts? I, I might be wrong, and I haven't maybe done enough research it. on the field. But is there like is the visiting section or supporters section like fenced off as it is in many? 
places in Europe because that's really awesome and really ambitious as well. It's coming up as in this incredible slideshow. Um, and if that's the case, like there's just this large fence on like a corner section that there generally is on, you know, for supporters or traveling fan sections. And that would be really awesome because like that's the kind of thing that like you would encourage traveling right there. Mm. Is, am I seeing that? I know what he's talking about. It's, it's I, a I, fence. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of feel like it's I'm just not the end of keen on fences. Really, there's issues you can have with fences. Yes, I, I, Hillsborough. Are we talking about Hillsborough? Heisel. Right. Yeah, Heisel. Yeah. Uh, hmm. It's ambitious. If that's the case, it's, it's ambitious. I haven't been. I, like, uh, I, I'm, I, I do like the idea of a hostile. Mm-hmm. A hostile environment for away fans, even if it isn't actually hostile, but right. it just yeah. feels yeah. hostile. Yes, Agreed. that that would be uh, that would be a, that would be encouraged. an amazing feature to the design that uh, that otherwise didn't uh, often overlooked, at least in you know this part of North America. It's not super high on my list of of MLS stadiums to get to. What? But it's I don't know. It's pretty news, s- but it's it's. It's there. It's because not of Rooney, top-tier. isn't it? Yeah. That I do or don't want to go. Don't want to go. No, I want to see him. I actually, I'll tell you the truth. I had, I don't know if you guys follow uh, Old Takes Exposed on Twitter. I was very critical of Rooney joining uh, MLS. Yeah, for I all, think it would work out well. For all the typical reasons. Sure, yeah. No, I don't think anyone expected this. And I tweeted something about it. And then I think after he scored. No one expects the Spanish Inquisition. Yeah, I, I think when he scored that incredible goal against TFC, uh, Old Takes Exposed, which is a great uh, Twitter handle with a lot of followers, a lot of followers. They do just that. They find old takes that went horribly wrong and they tweeted something of mine out. And boy, did I get hammered for it. I owned up to it. Like afterwards, I'm like, yeah, wow, I got that one wrong. But boy, did I get hammered for it. Because it just seemed to me... Uh, that it was, you know, a step in the wrong direction. But what does what does what does the journalist yeah. know? I look forward to seeing how he does where he plays a season where he's playing home and away and home and away and mm-hmm. home and away mm-hmm. and not just like pretty much an entire half a season entirely at home. Right. And uh, we'll see. Oh my God! Is, is everything is magical? So as far as the uh, the kit portion of the kitten pod or kitten stadium podcast. Um, so you have issue with my holiday shopping guide that's at part three and is spectacular. And I think I've got at least another three more to go. What what seems to be the issue, uh, Mr. Cloak? There's of- not enough German clubs to start. Oh, God. So, But you could tell that one was coming. It's, it's a weak year for them. I'll be fair. Last uh, year was way stronger. I... Uh, but that's that's this is this is the beauty of it. I mean, people are supposed to disagree. People are supposed yeah. to get angry and, and and passionate about it. It's it's just laundry. But we're all you know super into it. All right, you two. So speaking of laundry, why don't we air some fucking laundry? So, yeah. uh, I believe a challenge was issued. Both of you have brought uh, some fish. Now blades. it is it is unfortunate we don't have a video pod going. I, I know, thought right. I think Mark, what we have to do is post photos of each of our kits and let. The loyal listeners decide as well. Okay. Now okay. we can what uh, we can pitch these to Kristen and Duncan. Yes. And we'll just select them randomly. And oh no, I'm in order. I have an order. I don't have an order. Okay. All right. But that's okay. Okay. We're nope. getting. You we're go getting, right we're ahead. Comfy. Yeah. So we're going. F- we're going. 
Like he's got a better. He's yeah. A better yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. I come in, I come in correct. So we're going. We'll just what's one nil. Hinkley. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hinkley's already ahead due to presentation. So I, I will say this: mm. uh, I didn't bring a single Bayern or Germany kit. That Get the is fuck out! So disappointing. I, no, I didn't. What? Because, well, I thought. Who are you? I couldn't. I couldn't bring one and not the MP the Studios They're have been infiltrated like, by an imposter. Mm. No, that's. Yeah, I couldn't bring Shut one and 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 not the other. I brought ones that had some stories behind them. Fair. Uh, some some more than others. There. Um, and I wanted to. Anyway, who's going first? Um, paper, rock, scissors. Oh, uh, whatever. Good old rock. Nothing beats rock. Mr. Cloak. <laughs> you go first. You have. Oh. oh. All right. Well, I'm going to choose this end of the stadium. <laughs> that was a dramatic flip of the thing, the the cover. Uh-huh. So so we're both pulling out. One kid at a time. Yes, yes. one kid at a gonna, time. We should have a time limit on how long we get to pitch these. Oh, my 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 pitches are fairly short. Okay, I, okay. I, I don't think okay. I've got too many stories involved. I'll kind of tell you where I got them and sure and all the rest of it. So, um, first, oh up, shit, yes, that's a really I wa- nice. One. I wanted to show. So, for those of you video podcast people, uh, I have the 1860 Munich 2012-13 Ul Sport Home Kit, aka the kit. The International Kit of Leisure. Um, I've, I got a colleague to pick this up when uh, they were when they were visiting. Um, it is it's sponsored really by Aston pretty. Martin. We'll in post the, pictures, we promise. Yeah. In the imprint of the fabric, you can see tiny little lions. You totally can. From uh, which which that's a, that's a great look. Eight, I know I'm supposed to not get behind 1860. You got the tags and everything. Yeah. Yeah. 1860 put out incredible looking they kits. Do. They really do. That's a that's yeah. a really. I really wanted their Oktoberfest one from about four years ago, but they were gone before they really hit. So yeah, so uh, yeah, colleague colleague picked that up. The the sponsor makes that shirt better. It's the Who so, am I? so wow. So, so so seriously, Duncan, I, I what? That's it, amazing. I don't so, even know how to um, form sentences right now. Colleague, Who are you? And what did you do with Duncan? After yeah. much begging and, and overpaying for uh, shipping and extra beer money, and he graciously did it. All right, all right, all right. So, jo- yeah, Josh if we're doing, if we're doing a, that, Josh is rummaging in the bag. There's only one team in Munich. Here we go, here we go. <laughs> if we're talking Oktoberfest kits. <gasps> oh, what's happening? <gasps> no. You do not oh, have that. This is a... Holy fuck, this I can't believe I think this is from last year. Sonnenhaf Grosspatch, which is a, I believe it's a fourth division, third division club. Yeah, because they're playing. Um, So (laughs) you got to get a look at this. Where do you see it? God damn it. That's great. It's a homo kit uh, with a local beer manufacturer on it, and it's a red plaid with uh, the Lederhosen uh, literally on the kit. Yep. Um, And just like the little thing for the collar there. It's got like... The little black bit set is just that a color of a shirt. Yeah. Oh, it's so pretty. Yeah. Dwarf Club 12, 12th man on the back. So it, it huh. literally looks like something you would wear to Oktoberfest. A very good friend of mine lives about 15 minutes from the club, and I sent her a message, and I said, Look, they, they've got this kid out. She's like, how do you even know this club exists? She's like, people in my <laughs> town don't know this club exists. Uh, so if we're going Oktoberfest... Versus Oktoberfest. Uh, there you go. So how does it work, you guys? 
It's, it's a very good question. How does this work? Are we doing this round by round? Uh, yeah, I feel yeah, like we, we should. Round by round. Yeah. That's fine. I, I, I'm not, you know, I, I have to. Like, I can't Josh, even fight it. Josh that's take, outstanding. That's like amazing. That would be better without the sponsor. True. Although, you know, but even with that, the sponsor, oh, it's a it local works. brewery. Like, again, yeah, like sure. I, yeah, if, if you got family, sponsor, and this is fantastic. Yeah. It literally says family brewery, yeah. Dinkelacher. I mean, yeah, this is, sure, yeah, yeah. I, sorry, I, Mark, but yeah. first round goes to Josh. That is, that's, this is that's a strong start, gentlemen. Yes, yes, this is good. One nil. God damn it. You're up. I was not expecting the fire to be brought. That's amazeballs. All right. So for my, for my next, next move. For my next trick. Jesus. I'm like I'm now I'm now I'm now reeling I'm reeling. <laughs> He's sweating. He's in the corner. Like, yeah, He's like cowering. I'm like my the... jaw just got jacked right at the end. Someone of the... mop his brow. All right, so this is my yeah. Manchester uh, United away. One of the few Manchester United kits I like. 2013-14 Nike, uh, navy black gingham gingham pattern. Uh, I I really wanted the uh, the home one of this. Right. Which mo- looks much the yeah, same as does. that it one, does. except. Um, they were weirdly sold out of larger sizes, so I just kind of passed. But this one, for whatever reason, was available, and it's still gorgeous. I did always love uh, United's Nike kits. They, they sometimes some of their Adidas ones are. Agreed. Ooh. Agreed. Yeah, there's nothing on the back, but yeah, uh, yeah simple. I, I, a nice, simple, clean kit is really understated. That's a nice one. Thank you. So let me try and it's find okay. a sponsor. They, oh, not good. At, uh, it seems yeah. like it seems better like than you Chevy. Both have different things. Yes, sponsors a big one for you. I get oh, it. it's 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 big for me, but it's always. much bigger for him than it is for me. Well, but yeah, I'm. Okay, I'll go simple as well. This is. I would buy lots of kits if it, if sponsors didn't exist. Really? Yes. Yeah. I'm not going to turn myself into a billboard. Ah. This is FC Basel's from last year, and I like it for a few reasons. I love if if I were the to ever start, great. yeah, so sweet collar. I'm a collar. If, if I were to ever whore. start a football club, it would have to be blue and red in terms of color scheme. The collar is just tremendous. It's a, it's a beautiful um, collar. Again, I had a friend uh, who's in Basel on business. I said, I, I love this kit. Can you pick it up for me? Uh, he got me the champions patch Ooh. which was quite awesome but Schweitzer, just, what does it say on there was it the Schweitzermeister Schweitzermeister is that what that means it's R- a, that's wrong a no, translation uh, no to me it's just a and the sponsor Novartis is quite understated mm. yeah mm. They, uh, they, they, don't, just, they don't do a lot of garish for me it, it loses points by the obvious attempted theft of a crest so right but I love the blue and I just love the the blue and red trading off. It's just a, it's something I I look for kits that I could wear down Queen Street, or Rob hipster. Well, I feel you, know. you. I feel you. So I think we're going clean for clean here. Uh, my vote goes to Mark for this one. Uh, you 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 both brought it down a notch with this one from oh. the excellent opening. Um, I. Mm. This isn't even a Manchester United thing. anti-Manchester United bias. I think I'm going to have to go with uh, Josh uh, again. Ooh. So I, I, I knew so I knew I was running the risk. That is yeah. the, that is the nicest so, okay. man you can. So, so do they both get points because it's a tie? I'm not mm. sure what we're supposed oh, to do here. Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah, whatever. Score it however you want. I don't know. That's. All right, yeah. So All right, it's a push. Okay. Yeah, it it's a push. A, it's a push. It's a full push. clean win to get yes, a point. It so it's still 1-0. Yeah. Okay, yep. fair. There we go. All right. What do you got next? Random shop in Glasgow. Oh. Naturally, you get St. Pauli. Oh, oh yeah, you yes. do. Yes. Nice. The double chocolate stripes. 
2011, 2012. Do you football? I don't even think they exist anymore. Um, yes. Tony's got the home one of this. Huh. Does he really? Yeah, he's got because I I went and bought this, the took the picture, and uh, how the fuck did he get that? And then I and then I because I so I I bought this, took a picture, sent it to him. He's like, he's like that's amazing. It's like they have the home one as well. Could you go get it? So I went back, uh, and they had the home one. And, that's and, awesome. Yeah, uh, that, that's a nice kit. Yeah, it's plain really brought, clean. Plain. You know, what do you think about the, the sponsor, yeah. the place of the sun? Uh, it's th- Please, a, is it a brothel? Certain, Tell me, it's a brothel. There's a certain whimsy to that. That's a you nice. Know, it's not pop. obnoxious corporation that I don't in any way want to advertise. It's like, yeah. oh, this is kind of weird. So it doesn't bother me. So uh, this is strong. I have I have no qualms with St. Paul. I have a St. Paul shirt. I like it a lot. I think it's from two years ago. Under Armour. Um, mm. I thought is about is that the is that the paint splatter one or is no that, uh, no it's just a it's or is that the uh, brown camof- oh okay um, anyway if we're going German on German I like the story. who doesn't like that right <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like the story with this one. Oh, oh hello Hoffenbach so, uh, kick, kickers Offenbach this was issued uh, last year. Uh, every year, Bayern goes and visits one or two small German clubs and does kind of a, a benefit game where they go. Classy. And they Can't go and them. say, we'll show up to your small town and, you know, you can charge people and, and keep all the revenue. And um, so this was the kit that was made just, it was a one-off for Kickers Offenbach for this game, Redderspiel. And you can see it's got the little... Well, I guess the press there at the top with the date August thirtieth, twenty seventeen, and I believe that that this sponsor is their normal sponsor, but it's got kind of Offenbach and the the sights of Offenbach on the front. I don't know. I think there's anything on the back. I know I don't love the gold, but I'll wear it, and it's got the patch as well, which I'm mm-hmm. into. So this one's got, I, I don't think. Regional League of Southwest. Yeah, I don't think you can uh, find this. That's borderline non-league. So. Actually, I think that is non-leagues. Uh, a great logo. And I like the. Uh, I like the you know, bridge. The, it's got the other uh, thing there of what the game's for and all that sort of thing. On the on the side, uh, is that just an imprint of the, uh, of the badge? Yes. Mm. Nice. Very nice. This one I'm fond of, even though it's you know they're playing against Byron. I mean, I like the, uh, I like that this is this I like the message mm. behind this kit. Mm. Mm. Um, I think for myself I will be going with Saint Pauli for this Ooh. one. S M I. Oh my! So no no more Ooh. sentimental picks. I know. I know. Okay. It's, it's, I know. It's very All right. Kind of Here we go. It's getting ugly now. Scotland, 1994, 96. Oh! Oh! Yes. I, how can I compete? If we had a mic, we would drop it. Can't because we have. They're really expensive, but Umbro. What's with the beautiful. second Umbro down at the bottom? That's a strong question. I think that was just the the way they labeled them. It says, let's see. Oh, Stop official Umbro. Huh, okay. God, I'm in tough. This yeah. Nice shirt. Yeah, this is this is definitely one of my more prouder. Acquisitions. It's fucking awesome. I, I, no sponsor. That's good. Well, it's, it's Scotland. Well, it's internet. Are, are you really? Like this really? Is, this is the this is the best shirt they ever had. It's very and nice. and that, and and it's, don't get me wrong. The sixty seven shirt when they actually beat 
England and then world champions. And then yes, just, yeah. yes, yes, yes. That will always be legend. But, but this, this is... is the nicest shirt Scotland ever had. Wow. So. Wow. Well played. Yeah. Well played, Mark. Thank you. <laughs> now, if we Josh, Josh is looking now, a little nervous. I'm, I'm, I, I, I found a connector. Um, you called it the best shirt they ever made. I brought out what some have called, and what I think the club themselves have called, the most beautiful football shirt on the planet. Also, sponsor-free. Oh. I believe it's from two, maybe three years ago. Sampdoria's shirt. Ooh. Get the fuck out. You own a Joma. <laughs> I do own a Joma. <laughs> all right, all right. This is, this is, sorry, sorry. I have to interrupt. This is especially delightful because of CanCon FC badge, Fraggle Rock. Right, right, right. Oh my God. That's, that, that, that so there's no sponsor here. Joe, nice. have you, do you own any Joma shirts? No, I do not. They're surprisingly comfortable. Really? And they fit well. And they're they're well kind of put together. I, I have I have major issue with Joma shirts in general, just because for the most part they look like they're phoned in. Like I find that for every ten unique kits they do, they do one that's just absolutely smashing. They did um, Bulgaria away. Ricky, I'm not sure if it was last season or the season before, and it's yes. it is regal. It's absolutely regal, made by Joma. So the, is Ricky actually a player, or is that Ricky is an Argentine forward? Oh, okay. And I only learned that when I bought it. Uh, <laughs> no, I look, football is educational. I I do like it's. I don't think it's this one, but I think on their one from the year after, the year before, it literally stitched into the shirts as the most beautiful football shirt on the planet. So it's blue. It's got the white, black, and red stripes on it. If you're not going to check out the photos, to me, sponsorless as well. Yes. So that's, Duncan, that's huge. Yeah. We're, uh, yeah. We're 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 on a hope and a prayer. He's trying here. to sway the jury. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I don't know, man. Again, this is and that collar. Collar. That's a sweet collar. Yeah, it's a, sweet it's collar. a really nice collar. Button up collar and everything. Yeah, Added okay. the the same yeah. ribbon from the chest along the collar. That's that is pretty. This is the only Italian shirt I own, and mm. probably only. The one, the only one I ever will. Fair. Big fan of this one, but did, did they play the, Did they play the whole season in a sponsorless jersey, or was this just like I think a no? They, I don't think they ever have sponsors. Excellent. Right. Um, I, I don't know what to do. The, 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 the Scotland. I know. Scotland I realize I'm playing against him. It feels a bit gimmicky, whereas that is just oh, you've yeah, you done, should see the other Scotland you've, kits. You've I own. Not nice. The, the basics of a, a Sampdoria kit of what it should be. You've Can you hold them both up at the same time? Um, I'm Sampdoria. Oh, you're a bastard. I mean, I hi, Doug. To do. They're both really it's for, good. For Des Walker and David Platt. I... I have to go Scotland. Oh, another push. Oh, the score is right. still tied. So oh, this is down it. To the final kit. Final kit. <laughs> one, one, one. I hope I've wow. chosen my horse properly. Oh my God, I'm so nervous. So am I, because I, I, I feel. What do you got, Mark? This could be big. So, uh, I got stupid lucky. I'm gonna say it right there. Uh, I um, got really lucky with mine too. This is very exciting. Uh, um, I happened to just at random go on to Kitbag, and mm. they had. One of these, it's a reissue. Okay, that's fine. That just came out for the 1993. Uh, oh, I know what this is. Yeah, 25, 25th anniversary 
of when Olympic Marseille became gods. Which is one of the most beautiful kits ever. And this is probably the most gorgeous kit I own. Just because, first it's of so all, I've always pretty. wanted one with the stripes over the shoulder. Yeah. And by the time I really got into it, I had no cash because I was still in high school. And yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's got an emboss on the back of uh, tw- celebrating their 25th anniversary. Um, I don't know when this actual this kit actually came out because they're now a Puma shirt, like yeah. they're a Puma company. But um, it's pretty much identical. Like, I own I own a reissue of uh, Germany's eighty, sorry, their ninety kit, mm-hmm. which is to me one of the, the, the one with like the, yeah, the, the, the stripes down the middle. Yeah, like, yeah. that's to me that, like that's one iconic. of the best of all time. Mm. So reissues, no qualm there. Mm-hmm. Beautiful shirt. Uh, ooh. I, I have seen Mark wear that shirt once. He was so excited about it. His oh my god, my nipples out. were poking through. I, I took a photo, but I couldn't post it because nipples. Yeah, nipples it was full nipples. Oh, I get it. Full yeah. on, yeah. full on dials. He couldn't. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I begged him, and he didn't, and I thanked him for it. <laughs> so well played. Uh, so I also got lucky with this one. There is uh, Mark. Oh, and there the are the nipples. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's yeah. not. That's not for. That's not for home consumption. <laughs> Full on. Got lucky. You know, it was partially cold. I'm not even gonna. I was happy to wear <laughs> All right. it. Got Bye. lucky with this one. Also white, um, a white kit. Um, I, I love anything crossover. I love anything that gets inventive. I love anything that gets creative. Admittedly, this was one of those. Take my money. It's a. It's a bit of a cash grab. Um, That's exactly what this one was. I get right. it. I, get I guess it. all kits are, in a way. Uh, this appealed to two of my deepest, deepest loves. And so I, I don't know if I've ever gotten my credit card out as quickly as possible. And Tragically hip on a kid. And as they sold out, <laughs> you you laugh. <laughs> uh, but they sold, right? out of, they sold out of this uh, that day. So I consider myself very lucky. So... Pearl Jam made shirts. Son of a oh, yes. Pearl Jam made kits going yes. into the Their 2018 tour. World Cup. Yeah. They made some for about 10 countries. I hate that you have this. This is made by bastard. Copa. Made yeah. by Copa, which is I a, a they, did, they make some nice stuff. Huh? Yeah. Um, oh, my fucking gods. I can't believe you have this. And so this bastard. is Pearl Jam's Germany shirt. Deutschland 5. I don't know what it's 5. I, when I got it, I was like, okay, so they're going to win their fifth this year. Mm-hmm. We all know Paul how that went. Number 10, yeah. yeah, I know. I know, right? I know. Yeah. It's yeah. sitting right there. It's Copa. It fits <sighs> tremendously. It looks outstanding. What's, um, what's the badge uh, they got on there? It's Pearl Jam. Seattle. Okay. Yeah. So this is one that you can wear to a match, to a venue. Um, again, got lucky with it. They've said they're not going to make any more. I don't want to say it's Pearl Jam on a soccer kit. I don't know what else you want. Mm-hmm. I don't I, envy you two. I appreciate you know you've you, you've you've taken a gamble there. Mm-hmm. I, I appreciate the uh, um, you know the the taking the chance. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, sticking with kit purity and mm-hmm. go with the uh, the you know, the actual football kit because I, I don't care that much about Pearl Jam. Okay. Um, Yo, hey, yeah, I don't hate him. Mark. 
see, I, I love Pearl Jam. I've seen them many times. I saw their documentary at TIFF. I saw Eddie Vedder at their documentary at TIFF. Um, but I have to stick with Mark because it's an actual oh. club and not a crossover. And it pains me to say that, but I also love the club that he has the reissue for. And I'm sorry. It's beautiful. And it's, well I hate that you have that and I don't. But Well done, Mark. Well done. Two uh, one. You, you are never getting in my book. <laughs> you are never getting in oh. the second edition ever. <laughs> I didn't fucking want to. <laughs> this has been the Kit and Stadium Podcast. Well played, sir. That, that, that was, played. That was. That, that first was, one. I thought I that, had you on the first one easy. No, no. I, I like, think you're going to bring up Bayern Munich. I got this. And it's just like, that, that was a high quality competition. That oh. was. That was. That was. That was. That was. Really as fuck. That was intense. <laughs> yeah. And Thank you. Seriously well Thank played you. by both of you. Well, I'm oh. glad. I'm really glad. We're not, are we recording? Still going. Yeah. I'm glad that you. I'm glad that I had you go first. Has allowed me to tie things in, but uh, yes, yeah, that's no true. That's no true. Worries. That was well played as well. Um, and seriously, both of you, are you post those photos so we can maybe have the listeners? Yes, no, I'm going yes, to. I took yeah. pictures of each, yeah. uh-huh. um, and we'll get those. I'll send those to Mark to post uh, with the show. Like Twitter polls, and all mm-hmm. that indeed. Um, all right. Well, this has been shockingly a long show. I know you're all surprised. It's um, two hours 15. We've done longer. But has been a delightful show, um, informative on many levels, and uh, return of uh, well, the first interactive Kitten Stadium podcast we've right. ever had. That was so weird. That, uh, I enjoyed it. That was yeah. weird, but it was Intense. excellent. Uh, so I believe that is the end of our show. I think you know people have said um, Kitten Stadium podcast should be its own thing. Right. This is the future of Kitten Stadium. There we go. Yes. You a special guest, five on five, ten on ten, whatever it might be, until you run out of kits. I need a budget for kits, mm. and, <laughs> and now I need a nap because that was draining. <laughs> um. Can't imagine what it's like to have a kid. Fuck. Join us next week <laughs> when we uh, we look back at what happens with the U Sports draft. Uh, see who advances to the next round of the MLS playoffs. Um, preview the Canadian men's national teams match against St. Kitts and Nevis. Ooh. Kitts? Yes, oh. and more. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I would focused. like to thank our yeah. panel uh, out there not, on the Twitterverse. <laughs> Uh, Duncan D. Fletcher, Mr. Duncan Fletcher. Hello. Um, next to me, as always, uh, with a, a kit nerd mark on the tweet machine with a K, not a Q, Mr. Mark Hinckley. Also, to be fair, that first one was a Hummel kit, which is just... Which is kind of just It's true. If, if, if you were scoring it out of five, you had a six in your hand, so... <laughs> really um, very uh, huge amount of thanks to our special guest uh, Mr. Joshua Cloak at Joshua Cloak on the Twitters no J Cloak on the Twitters Joshua Cloak it is Joshua Cloak I was right the first time and then I second guessed myself I don't know I've got the terrible. notes are correct You're um, author of Come On You Reds uh, History of Toronto FC from year one through to their cup win in 2017 Give it a look, give it a read, pick it up if you haven't already, uh, if only for the early year stuff, because 
super fun. It's so good. It's so good. So good. Um, Excellent. Thank job. you. If, if only mm-hmm. for Kristen and Duncan's quotes. Is yes. What you yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm, right, like, I, I'm, I'm like half. Excellent. I'm like half a chapter. Your now you're fine. <laughs> yeah. You're absolved. Chapter thirteen I, 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 is illuminating. Anyone out there that uh, has bought one, uh, if if you want to get the page where I'm quoted autographed, yeah, uh, we're happy to sign our pages. We really GFC are. Game. I'll come there. I'll, I'll sign my page. Oh, <laughs> as for me uh, you could find me on the internet yes the entire internet at kz Knowles. i've been your host krista Knowles, and uh until next week toronto get used to it that was so good I literally had, I had no idea what either of you were going to bring either because I sort of have an idea as to his kit collection, but Jesus Christ. Well, again, I thought if I brought... I, I couldn't have chosen one... Germany kit, yeah. 20, 25 Bayern kits mm-hmm. or German kits. Would you show up at the current Bayern or like even what, if you've got one of the ones with the stripes? Oh, thank you. I would have been like, because the, the new one, their current one is absolutely Pretty smashing. gorgeous. Yeah? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, it's just... It's all, I mean, it's it's good. Yeah, I, I saw it. I saw it up close uh, when I went when I went out. Oh, hang on, this one. I also I was just the, forget the, about uh, the book. Read the Athletic. Yeah. 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 Seriously, if you sign up for the Athletic, yeah, what's wrong with you? Yeah. No, it's 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 only five dollars a month. Seven ninety nine. Seven ninety nine. Well, I, depends on when you signed up. I, you, I pay seven ninety nine. If you clear your cookies, you might get a discount. So just uh-huh. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, if only for the TFC2 feature.